on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Uh, once again, Joe, not here at the start. I just realized he never made it last week, did he? Mm-mm. He is. He has informed us that he will definitely be here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say that allegedly uh, for legal purposes that Joe's going to be here. Um, we've got news about MJF, and it's not really just news. It's more of, I don't know, there's news. There's, I don't know, everything that broke before Double or Nothing and just everything that happened yesterday on Dynamite slash I don't know, three days ago, by the time this show comes out, everything's probably going to have changed within 12 hours of us talking about it right now, but we're going to talk about MJF. Uh, And we've got beer ratings from Double or Nothing last weekend. I believe we set a record. We did. We set a record for beers. Uh, thank God I had work the next day. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Thank God I had to go to that place uh, the next day because I did not play the drinking game. Absolutely. I tried and failed miserably. Absolutely fraudulent. Uh, but uh, then for the weekly recap, we've got the build to Hell in a Cell and or at least the final build to Hell in a Cell and uh, NXT in your house. And we're closing out with our predictions for those two shows. So we're going to try and get through the weekly recap and the beer ratings pretty quickly, but there's some odd, the pretty obvious things that we need to talk about. Uh, Should we, I mean, there's going to be some pretty obvious things like during talking about double or nothing that we need to talk about. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll get to that when we get to it. Yes, boy. As always. You can follow us on Twitter at DDT Russell Pod. Chad, are you ready to go? Yes, boy. Let's go. in episode 59 of the drunk dudes talking wrestling and chad are you ready to talk about double or nothing what a show i enjoyed it about as much as i could watching it live and we <laughs> we'll will talk, get to that we'll talk to about we that. will get to that uh i would just bef- before we get to that i would just like to make a sincere apology to peacock yeah we should never have talked shit about peacock they are they are at leaps and bounds better than the god-awful bleacher report we did not realize how good we had it but you know what fuck it fuck you bleacher report fuck you you (laughs) suck i hate you bleacher report froze like 20 fucking times on 
what day was it? Sunday. Sunday. Or double or nothing. I couldn't even watch the last three matches live. Like I got, I caught snippets. I caught about like three minutes of each match. Luckily, I got to see the winner of each match. That was about the three minutes I caught of each match, but it fucking froze each time. Now, there's parts to this. There's there's one thing. Could it be the fact that I was with Joe and I was at Joe's house watching it? Could it be that Joe's internet sucks? Well, that Eventually. is true. The internet was also very mad about Bleacher Report, so you're not the only one. That's That's my reasoning that I don't think it's Joe's fault. Because Joe was very adamant that his he has good internet. And then I also saw that the the actual internet, as in Twitter, was very upset about Bleacher Report. So yeah. I I don't know. I'm kind of just ready for AEW to just move somewhere else. Uh I, I think the next one I might just order on fight. I don't know if they're the same price. You can't. You can't. What? You can't because you can only order it on Fight if you're international. So it, if you log in with Fight TV on in the states, it's unavailable. So what are my options? Like actual pay per view and Bleacher? Yeah, like downloading or getting it from your cable TV subscription or Bleacher. Fuck me. I don't have cable. I only have YouTube TV, so I'm limited to Bleacher Report. God, this country sucks. I love Fight TV. I was really upset that it wasn't available. I use Fight TV all the time. Damn it, dude. I Fuck. know. Uh, well, other than that, let's let's get into the first match here. Do you have signs? Oh, I have them throughout. I only took notes on each match. So and I, let's let's preface this. This is the drunkest I've gotten for a pay-per-view in a long time. <laughs> um, so we're gonna. I'm gonna play the signs by ear, and if I can ascertain what the fuck I was writing for each match, <laughs> I may have a match. I may have a sign or two. I have one that I definitely remember. Um, make Buddy Mur- Matthews get tattoos. It just said Make Buddy M get tattoos. But yeah, I wrote that one, one down. That was a good one. Um, I only have three. The other, the other two is MJF. Where is my money? And Smash Bros is not a fighting game. Yeah, yeah. It's signs not. signs are way less funny nowadays. And let's like, how clever can you be? If people try and like upstage each other, Just trying to like, like outsmart each other, look like clever fucks. When you know, sometimes all it takes is just show me the puppies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's just you know you you just don't see stuff like that anymore. Um. Yeah, let's get into the first match. Uh, I don't really care about the acclaimed and the ass boys coming out for a wrap and then walking back. Uh, so the pre-show or the buy-in, we had Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. This was not good. I wrote that as a note. I literally wrote the words. This was not good. I didn't really expect it to be. Luckily, Danhausen was in the match. So for most funny. of it. And I get um, to see the fucking teeth. Like, come on. I just want to see the teeth. You know, actually, I took a note here because I'll admit Chad was trying to piggyback off of my Bleacher Report account <laughs> and it wouldn't fucking work. Yeah, and as soon as, as soon as the the 
match was about to start, Tony Schiavone gets on and is like, and we are now, uh, we are now getting word that the Bleacher Report app is working now. And Chad had just texted me and said that he said, fuck it. I'll log into my own account and buy it myself. <laughs> so it probably yep. would have worked at that yep. point. But instead, I spent $50 to get blackout drunk to get. Oh, my God. I don't remember most of the half the back third of this pay-per-view. I'm glad you rewatched it sober because, like, I'm gonna. Have, I have questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. I have notes that I don't remember what they mean. Oh, I can't wait for that. Oh God! I wish Joe was here because I'm very bad at remembering things. Oh, um, good. But yeah, the uh, Hookhausen wins the the buy-in match. Uh, yeah. yeah, it got a beer. It was nothing really to shake a stick at you know with an hour worth of a buy-in they feel like they could have moved one of these matches to the buy-in yeah like they were some good matches but like some of these could have been on the buy-in i don't like how their pre-show is excuse you excuse you i'll just start over i just don't like how their pre-show is formatted how it's like it's all video packages for every single match and then oh here in the last 15 minutes is a match it's all right and it's then like the same thing they air on on after rampage like the countdown to the paper is the exact, exact same, same thing but they add a match on the end yeah yeah i've never i've only watched one of those ever and and that's when i realized that they were the same thing yeah no, i never watched i've it. never watched one i know what they are though all right moving on to the second match so we start the show with our first bit of MJF drama. Mm-hmm. You want to explain some backstory before we get into MJF versus Wardlow? Be my guest. Okay. So Sean Ross Sapp on Saturday reports that MJF has no-showed a fan event on Saturday and then later reports that he has he has factual evidence that states that MJF has a plane ticket leaving Las Vegas where double nothing is which got backed up by PW Insider yeah multiple other news outlets agreed that they had seen factual evidence that this plane ticket existed for MJF to leave either Saturday night or Sunday morning from Las Vegas Saturday night Saturday night sweet so like up to the point where this his music hit no one really knew if he was going to make it to this show. I saw P- I saw Sean Ross Sapp like an hour before the show saying MJF still hasn't shown up. And the rumor mill for, you know, allegedly for legal purposes is that he showed up directly before his match and then left directly afterwards. But he mm. did show up and start the show against Wardlow. Uh Asshole chance and he showed up chance both rained down heavily upon his entrance also when he made his entrance he did a little like airplane he was like yeah. flying himself around the ring like an airplane i want to i'll come back to that i think that's a key point here okay that he was willing to make reference to the fact he was willing to not be at the show and yeah. fly away it's all a work yes that was very evident on wednesday yes and no it was very evident on wednesday I have things that contradict and I have things that support. We'll get to Wednesday. Um, 
MJF and Wardlow had a squash match. Uh, Wardlow hit 10 power bombs. I wrote 10, maybe more. Did you get a number for power bombs? It was 10. 10 power bombs. Uh, both people bled. But this yep. was basically just Wardlow beating the shit out of MJF for approximately 10 minutes. Yeah. So um, not only was Joe there at his house, but, and, and Joe and myself, but Brie was also there. Uh, I have a Brie quote uh, for this match. She said, MJF looks like he needs to return his mom's lasagna pan. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's really into those uh, New Jersey boys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the the uh, long the Long Island boys. Yeah, as as Joe would say, I asked Joe. I was like, I was like, Joe, where are you from? He's like Long Island. I was like, Oh yeah, where's uh, MJF from? And he was like, Plainview. I was like, Plainview, what? He was like, Long Island. And this is all coming from after the fact that Bree said that MJF on this entire card for her was the closest thing to a sup. I would like to come back to this later. Which makes me feel bad for a lot of other men on this card because if I were a woman, woof. I asked my wife which sups she found on the card and I have contradictory sups. Okay. I will will tell you later which ones my wife said were sups, but they they are not the same uh, ones as Brie. As she said, MJF and Wardlow were absolutely not sups. Bree didn't say Wardlow was a sub. Well, I don't think. Over two to start the show. Either way, this is like something Joe and I talked about. We're very, um, I don't know, women sub heavy on this podcast. <laughs> I think we just need to, you know, even it out a little bit. Well, my my male sub, my wife said was not a sub. So I'll get to that later. But I think there's a couple male subs on this card. Mm. And my wife disagreed with me. So, I mean, it is Pride Month after all. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's a great time to get that started. Um, also, JR quote, which I thought was funny. He said, Wardlow is picking up MJF like he's a cruiserweight, whatever the hell that is. Because it's because <laughs> cruiserweight's a WWE word. And it was like it was like a pause in between it, too. Like he said, like he's a cruiserweight pregnant pause, whatever the <laughs> hell that is. Because they don't uh, have cruiserweights. <laughs> JR. JR, I love you so much. Um, Wardlow wins. Uh, beer and a half, beer and a half of blood and power bombs. It was fun, it was exactly what the crowd wanted to start the show. Yeah, exactly. It was crowd service to like get them really pumped. It wasn't good, but it was what the crowd wanted. Mm -hmm. All right, Bucks and Hardys. Uh, Yeah, so I have a new I have a news, a bit of news I found out today. Uh, Matt Hardy did confirm that Jeff Hardy hit his head early in the match and doesn't remember a lot of the match. Whoa. So it's exactly like I told my wife the day of the pay-per-view. I texted her and was like, I think Jeff Hardy has a fucking concussion because he's not. I don't think he's like drunk or high because he started the match off like normal. But then within the first like 10 minutes of the match. He was like really not okay and looked not okay at all. And the internet was like, is Jeff Hardy fucking okay? It turns out I don't think he was okay. I think he's probably he had a fucking okay, but yeah, he 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 probably wasn't feeling all right. I, I think he had a fucking concussion. 
like a concussion from fucking i've never had one of those is that cool i have no idea those are things you don't those are things you don't find out when all you do is missionary (laughs) 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 boom self cell phone self-deprecation i love it it's the greatest Um, form of humor so yeah jeff hardy spent this entire match botching moves um and looking like he was concussed um I do want to give a shout out that they let Caprice Coleman on commentary. Oh, yeah. And I, and I fucking love Caprice Coleman on commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was botchamania, not just on Jeff's part. Nick Jackson had a really bad botch. Oh, yeah. He I wrote he trips getting into the ring. I think he did that on purpose, though. That one. He um, did do it on purpose. It was bad because I wrote Nick Jackson bad botch nick jackson also tried to get a this is awesome chant started uh which means he was trying to get us to drink which means he must be a subscriber so what's up nick but yeah um the hardys and the young bucks was botchamania it not just jeff everyone there were some really cool moments in this match but like more often than not this was kind of disappointing mm-hmm. and it's really sad to say that because like my favorite tag team of like the 90s and the early 2000s is the hardies my current favorite like tag team in the last like five to ten years has been oh. the young bucks okay like the last five to ten years has been the young bucks so, so are are they your current favorite tag team no okay but like the last five to ten years they're the most consistently my favorite tag team that's fair i think right now my favorite tag team is red dragon oh yeah not I the creeds them. Or pretty deadly. The creeds are the creeds and pretty deadly are both very up there. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. That match is gonna be fucking fire on Saturday, but it might be the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that <laughs> comment. Um, but yeah. And then to like back up the Jeff thing, my other note was where the fuck did Jeff go? He was so concussed, he left the stadium, like went into the crowd and then came back to the ring. Dude, that I don't even a- remember that. I remember all oh, the only thing I remember is his his boot was unzipped for like yeah, the entire he match was, <laughs> he was so concussed that he wasn't fixing his boot like i didn't even think he was able to realize he was fucking his boot was undone dude was fucked up he got pulled off dynamite because he was so bad yeah he had darby wrestle for him yeah um the the hardy's win though and jr why I don't know why, but JR called him Jeffrey Nero instead of Jeffrey J. I don't know why. Because his name is Jeffrey Nero. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this got two and a half beers. Uh, and then before you get to the next match. Okay. The acclaimed came out again. And during their rap, they said, yes, boy. Oh, I didn't catch that. They, they came must out have been and rapped. Playing. And then someone made a someone made a comment, and Max Caster's response was "Yes, boy." And I was like, "Holy fuck, Max Caster! You don't give a fuck. You'll say anything." Did you hear his rap on Wednesday? Yes, people I love the Amber Heard quote. Yeah, people had a lot of problems with that that one. Which part? The Amber Heard part. Why? Um, she, she sucks. Yeah, I think it's just like feminists online, probably. No. Pro Johnny Depp here for me. Sorry if that's like not cool, but like I'm pro Johnny Depp. 
Amber Heard sucks. She pooped on his bed. Allegedly. Allegedly. He he said that in a court of law. You can't lie there. Um, oh, I'm still going to say allegedly for legal purposes. <laughs> probably a good idea. But <laughs> you were saying the next match? It was uh, Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. Uh, sup for the TBS championship. Uh, this was kind of boring. This was the most, this was the highest. This, the rating on this match is like, is higher. A falsity. It's higher. It's, it's higher than the Young Bucks versus the Hardys, which is two and a half beers. And it, it should only get like a beer and a quarter. This but, match should have gotten a beer and a quarter, but it got three beers. Tell us why, Chad. Well, first off, Smart Mark Sterling came out to help Jay Cargill, and she was like not having it because she has a new manager by the name of Stokely Hathaway, previously known as Malcolm Malcolm Bivens, who came out to um, actually provide support. Fuck yeah. I'm so pumped. But before that, I do. That was the first debut. I do want to say before that, one of the first people who came out to help out in the match was John Silver. Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Love this dude. I posted using our account that when the Dark Order finally falls apart, the person who's going to get like the most over is Johnny Hungy. And John Silver himself liked our tweet on the account. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Johnny Hungy is the fucking man. He liked our tweet. It was one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. <laughs> that's fucking that's cooler you know than the Miz acknowledging our poster at Raw when we were there. That's cooler than Rhino pointing at me in the crowd when I was cheering for him back in 2018. That's that's pretty up there. You had somebody press a button on their phone. John Silver himself pushed like on our tweet. My tweet. Our account. That's true. But <clears throat> Chad's Chad's new to Twitter, everybody. That's the first that time I think a wrestler happens. has liked our that stuff. Kind of, it is. That kind of stuff happens like more often than you would think, though. Yeah, but have you made a tweet that had a wrestler like it? Not a wrestler, but I've had like okay. verified people stuff. Okay. Yeah. But a different wrestler. thing. Different thing. But a wrestler. No. Okay. I just want to point that out. <laughs> it was pretty legit. <laughs> All right. The other debut. Uh, Athena. Is she Ember just going by Athena? Moon. Yeah, it's Athena. I didn't know she was going by Athena Palmer. No, it's just Athena on a AEW. But yeah, the, em- uh, Ember Moon. The, the Fallen Goddess, which is a cool name. Dude, when the Titan Tron said Fallen Goddess, I was like, who the fuck is this? I had no idea. They got me good. I had already heard that that was a thing. So as soon as Fallen Goddess showed up, I was like, Ember fucking Moon is here. Oh, and I got damn. so stoked. You're always so much more in the know than I am. Um, Jade Cargill beats Anna Jay. That's pretty obvious. Yep. Uh, and this got three beers because of the two de- debuts. Yeah, we get like one or two drinks past a beer, and then it would be a debut. And then we get two more drinks and then another debut. So it was just insanity. I was expecting a lot of New Japan to show up during this pay-per-view and none. none. I was expecting at least one, but instead I got it on th- on Wednesday. I got an unexpected one on Wednesday. That is not who I thought on Wednesday. Oh, Hakuleu? No. At, what? <laughs> it's Hikuleu, but you know, whatever we'll, the fuck. 
He you gotta watch more Bullet Club. I'm sorry. I actually, <sighs> I actually went to pay my credit card today, and I saw that I got a um, money taken out for New Japan World, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to cancel that." <laughs> <laughs> it's like every year I I renew my New Japan World on January like third, right before Wrestle Kingdom. And then I watch it. And then I forget to cancel it until like July, August. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just the worst. The next match was, I think, the first really great match of the night. Oh, my God. This was fun. House of Black. That's uh, Malachi Black, Brody King and Buddy Matthews versus Death Triangle, which is Pack, and the Lucha Bros in a three on three tag match. Um I have I have so many notes and I don't know if I fully understand any of them. Okay, really, I'll I'll start. I'll start okay, then. You go first. All right, so I have a quote from Bree. She oh, said, good. "It's like the White Walkers versus Nacho Libre." Oh, that's racist. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> that's just what Bree said. Bree, that's bad. Don't say that again. Bad Bree. Um, uh, my first comment was cross-legged moment. Yes. Oh, d- oh, I remember this. Uh, fucking. Wait, was are it- you already at the point where you're forgetting shit? Yeah. <laughs> the fucking what fourth match? Jesus. All right. I was already like a four pack deep, like eight percenters. Um, it's four beers. Ray Phoenix, four pints, full pints. Not it's four beers. Four full pints. That is still four beers. Eight percent. Um, still four beers. Shut your fucking mouth. Um, Ray Phoenix did the cross-legged thing first mm-hmm. and then Malachi sat down in front of him yeah and it, it honestly like looked like he wasn't going to at first and then he did I, I it, it there was enough time for me to yell at the TV to yell at Malachi Black like do the thing and then he did it so it was it was very pleasing a- in the moment what a fucking callback to one of my favorite NXT matches of all time the Vel- with uh, Velveteen. the Velveteen Dream Malachi Black matches, like top five favorite Such a good matches match. in NXT history. That's one of my favorite takeovers because that was War Games, right? Is that the one where Andrade? It was Andrade and uh... Drew. No. no, it was someone else. Andrade is that the one Andrade remember. loses it to Malachi? No, no, that was the next one. Fuck. I don't I think know. it was Andrade and Johnny. Oh, that's the five star Andrade Johnny match. It could be. I'm I'm it's war games. Right? War games. But yeah, we'll get back to that soon. Hopefully. We gotta hurry up these retros. This is not a retro pay-per-view, Chad. No, we gotta hurry up on the retros to get to that. I need to watch oh. those. I'm so excited. Um, what else with this with this? Uh so uh let's see my my notes uh bleacher froze during this match so we had to use chad's beer ratings for this match and then my last note my last note says chad very upset with his actions when determining this beer rating and i have no idea what that's about so i like came up with a number that was like completely fucking wrong looking at my tallies and then i i convinced you it was right and then you said yeah and then i looked back down and was like no, that's not fucking right at all. 
And then I can, then, then we agreed on them. It took us like six minutes of back and forth text messages for us to figure out what this beer ratings was. And I have like erased like four times the beer ratings <laughs> on this fucking thing. Cause I couldn't count. I couldn't count. I mean, yeah, it, it, it came out to be three and a half beers. Uh, the house of black wins because Julia Hart finally sides with house of black. So the payoff finally happened. That oh oh so many people were waiting for, yeah, and then they didn't even show up on dynamite. That was pretty cool. Yeah, don't you just love that? Just love when they give a big payoff and then do nothing with it because their roster is so big. All right, um, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, Owen Hart Cup Finals. Uh, Is this disappointing to you? A little bit, actually. Uh, Adam Cole wears the heart pink. Yeah, I took um, that. had Mike Kyoto there to referee. I wrote that too. Okay, you um, have all my notes. <laughs> I mean, this was just a solid wrestling match. Like, it was a solid wrestling match that was kind of just like slightly underwhelming because of the, I know how good it could have been. And I don't think he was giving saving, the time. Maybe they're saving time. Yeah, maybe they're saving like a bigger. Samoa Joe Adam Cole match. I don't know, but I'm just not sure if Samoa Joe can go long enough to make this as good as it could be. Possibly his stamina later in his career seems to be like lower, and like his matches just haven't hit the the length of some of the old school style Samoa Joe matches. I remember, remember like him and Shinsuke going back and forth for like 25 minutes. Oh yeah, the or cage like match even- too. That cage match was awesome. Or even the TNA matches where he was going and King of the Mountain and for you know half an hour, 40 minutes, or I never triple, watched that. The best best Samoa Joe match you'll ever watch. I the triple threat him, Daniels, and Styles. Yes. I've heard that's so like many a, good things that's about like that a match. Half an hour X Division match. I've heard so many good things about that match. It's one of the best matches I've ever watched. I'm sure it is. That's just that's three like, great. That's three ex exceptional oh, all timers like in an X division match. Mm-hmm. For the X division title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was this was okay. It wasn't bad. It just didn't get the time it could get. I don't. Yeah. With a little more time, this could have been like the best match on the card. But mm. it kind of just ended out of nowhere, too. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, Adam Cole, he wins. He wins the men's Owen Hart Cup tournament, whatever. And this match got two <sighs> beers. Dose and they announced that the uh quote unquote trophy presentation is going to be after the women's match, which, which is when I felt really good about my Britt Baker pick, <laughs> is when I felt really shitty about my Ruby Soho pick. Um, <laughs> even in that, I say that despite the fact that Rance had played her to the ring. Well, Britt Baker had the, the Fozzie guy play her to the ring, so sure, he sucked. <laughs> that guy sucked when he played Jericho to the ring without. Yeah, like that guy needs to stop. Rancid was awesome. Sounded exactly Rancid was like... really good. They, yeah, I fucking love Rancid. I didn't like unless unless something was, you know, fiddled with. I thought they sounded very good live. They were awesome. Like exactly like they sound on Spotify. <laughs> the only song that Dylan has listened to by Rancid, Ruby Soho. It sounded exactly like that. It did. <laughs> Good. So unless they were lip syncing, 
I doubt it. There's no way. I highly doubt it. I will say my only other note for this match was Ruby Soho equals worst sharpshooter ever. Mm. She like yep. couldn't stand up with it. So she was like sitting in it and it didn't look like it was painful at all. I posted that on Twitter and got a few likes for it too. Cause like it was really bad. Yeah. I wrote that Ruby locks in a quote unquote sharpshooter. <laughs> worst sharpshooter ever, by the way. Yeah. Like, come on, Ruby, you can do better. We know you're good. Uh, Bleacher Report also went out during this match. Um, they I haven't tra- lost Bleacher Report once at this point. They traded roll-ups and Britt Baker won the match. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> these notes I have. At the, I don't remember taking any of these notes. All right, so Britt Baker and Adam Cole are up at the top of the ramp celebrating at the end. Martha Hart comes out. Um, Chad says that Martha Hart is a sup. You said it first. I just agreed with it. I have text messages that prove that. I was, yeah, fuck it. Uh, and then Martha <laughs> Hart, Martha Hart went on to give a very long speech. Very long. Um, to which I don't know if I should be saying this without Joe being here. But Joe said, "I'm sorry that your husband's dead, but you suck." <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God, Joe. <laughs> That's so bad, but that was, I will agree that that speech was just, it was a little bit was, too long. It was so long and like, didn't. Oh, well, <laughs> speaking of Joe, uh, I don't think he's showing up tonight. That son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but Joe, man, you can't say that about a widow. <laughs> oh God, it was not a great speech, and it just like went on and on, and I didn't know what she was talking about half the time. And I really just wanted her to hand the titles and like move on because we had like six more matches to go still at this point. Yeah. Um, and Britt. Actually, I don't think we said so. Adam, Cole, and Samojo got two beers. Yeah. And Britt Baker and Ruby So got a beer and a half. Yep. Uh, so we'll move on. We had the six person mixed tag team match American top team versus Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, double sup, subs. Double subs all around for Tay and Paige. Um, oh, I forgot to say uh, Adam Cole, definitely a sub. Oh way. yeah, so, Adam Cole's a sub. Wife disagreed, but she's wrong. So like, it's okay. Sorry, I'm scrolling back to see if there's any more subs. Male subs. Hey, uh, Buddy Matthews. I would say Malachi Black's a sub. That's he's just cool. He's got cool tattoos. That's just whoa. We need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, as you said, American Top Team versus the trio of other yeah. People. I have another Joe quote. Oh God. <laughs> I'm worried every time you say that now. I don't know why he said this during this match, but he said, my sixth grade crush was Lucius Fox from the Dark Knight. That's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I know. What the I, fuck? I think we were talking about um, dude sups and if there were any during this match, and Joe just decided to tell us that. Dude sups in this match. Uh, I don't think there are any in this match. There are two women sups, though. <laughs> Oh boy. I think that 
all of the men are attractive. <laughs> That's a very neutral thing to say. But the women, Tay Conti's ass was out. But the match was uh, mediocre. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, the surprising thing was that American Top Team won. Yeah, that was really shocking because I thought they would give Sammy and Frankie both another title shot. Yeah, um, some no. funny, some funny moments. Uh, Paige Van Zandt had a drop to a hold onto Ty Conti, and then onto Sammy Guevara's balls, and yep. then uh, Sammy Guevara also super kicking Ty Conti after Frankie and Sammy got into it. Yeah, so like. It was weird. There were there were four faces in this match and two incredibly incredible heels. And just Sammy and Ty Conti, they were so fucking hated during this match. Yeah. And I loved it. I think it's I'll bring this comment up now, but someone I saw posted that we're at the point where if you look at the four pillars that we originally started with. Sammy, MJF, Darby, and Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Sammy has completely fallen off of being a face and is an uber heel, and his career may not ever recover from this take Conti thing. In a, uh, I think if he leans into it, he could. If he goes super heel with it, I think it would work. Yeah. But right now, he's like this middle ground garbage thing that like the fans hate him. Yeah. So write him off as like a pillar that's going to do well in the next few years. Potentially. Potentially. Darby hasn't won a fucking solos match in God knows how long. He only wins when he's tag teaming with fucking Sting. He was eliminated in the first round of the fucking Owen Hart Cup tournament by Jeff Hardy, who's like 45 fucking years old. And has a concussion, we think. And then soon to find out, as we talk about the next match, lost at the pay-per-view again. Um so Darby Allen's like momentum's completely gone. Jungle Boy got pinned on Dynamite. Jungle Boy did not pick up the win or picked up the win of the pay-per-view, but not because of himself, but because of interference. So and Jungle Boy is like the least charismatic of that bunch. Like the yeah. guy can't talk on a mic. The guy needs a manager. The only pillar that's like standing tall as like a guy anyone cares about right now is who? It's MJF. It's MJF. It's the, it's the it, dude. Everyone knew. If you looked at those four when the company started, maybe not when the company started, a year into the company, a year into AEW, you look at those four dudes, you knew MJF was the guy. And if you didn't, you're stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought that with Sammy's early push, he was going to get really big, and he did get big for a minute. Jurassic, I mean. Jungle Boy was the first at 50 wins, and that was big, and I thought that was big. I always thought Darby Allen, though, was going to be the one that, like, crossed the hump oh, first. Too weird. Character's what's, what's, too weird to, like, catch on. Yeah, like, but, like, Jeff Hardy won a world title in everywhere he's ever been. Why can't Darby win a world title? He can. You know? He can. I'm not saying he can't win a world title. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying who's going to be the biggest star. It's very it's clearly, obvious. It's clearly MJF now, but it's very at the obvious. Time, it, I thought it was Darby, and I was mistaken. That's all I wanted to say about that. But yeah, Sammy hits Tay Conti with a fucking super kick, and then right after that gets pinned. Uh, I can't remember who pins him, but the man of the year pins Sammy Guevara. 
to win the match. I think it was Scorpio that p- pins. I don't remember, but I wrote, you'd be dumb not to pick American top team. This yeah, was just me being me and you facetious at this point. The other team. Yeah. I think at this point I had already lost. Uh, I got last. I got uh, tied for next to last, but that's also because I changed a bunch of picks throughout the show to try and keep up with the fact I was too behind. If yeah. I just got my original picks, I would have been in second place. So that's cool. Yeah, you tied for second to last with Joe. Yeah, the three people who run the podcast finished uh, below a bunch of people who barely watched this shit. I would say don't watch it at all. Oh, wait, no, Alex. Alex watches it a lot. Weird how we're going to talk more about Alex later, but surprise, Alex beats me and takes my title yet again. Uh, but that six-person tag team match got two beers. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Darby Allen, we've kind of already talked about. Darby Allen lost again. Um, the only note I have from this match was that JR cannot resist saying, oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> he does that a lot. I have two notes. Uh, maybe you'll maybe you'll be able to help me. Help me, please. Um, I will try. I wrote K-O-R cupping. Cupping. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he like, did he have scars from cupping? Was it like the circles? Oh, yeah. Was it really bad? Uh, It was just all over his back, like way more than it was the Wednesday before. Oh, so he did. Okay. I wrote that as a note because I thought it was bad. Okay. And I wrote, this is a dynamite main event. Yep. Because it was good. But why is this on the pay-per-view? Probably because the original plan was Red Dragon versus Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah, and then my Darby Allen pick would have made more sense, but I picked Darby Allen, and like, why did I do that? Because you're an idiot. And why did I do it? Because you're an idiot. Because I'm an idiot. This match got a beer and a quarter. Let's move on. Moving on. Women's championships. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. This is pretty good. This was a technical wait, masterpiece. Wait, wait. Why did I write this? All right, hold on. I wrote, this was some good wrestling. Then I wrote, Rosa wearing some colorful polka dots. Then I wrote, never mind, this was booty. Rosa wins, duh. I don't know why you thought it was booty. This was like a technical masterpiece. I think I I was half paying attention. I don't love technical matches that are this like technical, but like they were both like exchanging holds and moving fluently through like one hold to the next. Like that's all I really remember is like a lot of it was mat wrestling and, and holds moving from one to the next, a lot of submission attempts. And then like, I remember texting the group chat during this match and I was like, I didn't think this was excellent. I thought it was good, but not like overly excellent. And Alex was like, he loves technical wrestling and this is definitely a four plus star match. And I was like, I guess I'm just super drunk. He also called it the best AEW women's match yet. And I was like, fuck no Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa and lights out was better. Yeah. Way more entertaining. It's all about the entertainment value and it's up to you what you find entertaining and we're not boring people. So we don't find technical wrestling the most entertaining. We like he's a uh, new Japan guy though. So like new Japan people probably find technical wrestling very enjoyable. New Japan, like strong style, that shit is is very enjoyable when it's got like 
flips and shit involved into it. <laughs> Dylan equal <laughs> likes flips and shit. Uh, we're the worst. I'm the worst kind of fan. I like it all, but this wasn't. I really my, do my bread and butter for women's matches, but it was still good. I I just don't think I get behind Serena Deeb at all. Like she doesn't pique my interest. I guess. Well, also like also like you just knew she wasn't gonna win. Yeah. All right. There was no fucking chance. That got a beer and a half. Beer and a quarter. Beer, beer and three and quarters. A... What? One point seven five. No. That's what I have. I got one and a half. I got 1.75 written down. Oh, fuck. All right. 1.75 for that. But the math still works out. Okay. Sure. That doesn't change the overall. The next match. (laughs) Shit's about to hit the fan. As Justin Roberts said, shit's about to hit the fan. I. (sighs) This was fucking insane. So this is Anarchy in the Arena. Jericho Appreciation Society versus the 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 bbc like i said last week <laughs> and eddie kingston and santana ortiz this was just fucking insanity dude they, absolute insanity they did all the intros and the last person to come in well it was john moxley was the last person to come in right no uh so Jer- the the jazz came out looking they, like a they, oh they, yeah looking like a boy band they came out then moxley's music hits and all of that all team of them comes come out. in all of them come in from the uh like the shield moxley's first then santana then danielson then ortiz and then kingston was last they, they all come in to moxley's music mm-hmm. and Which, then for the next like six to ten minutes moxley's music keeps just keeps playing yeah through played, the match it played until jericho uh took the soundboard and beat the shit out of it like over a pipe i think that was a that was a stage moment but well yeah but that was what they were getting at what a weird what a fucking weird thing to choose to do it was anarchy in the arena i guess anarchy Uh, to me doesn't mean playing wild thing on repeat (laughs) wow dang it's such a repetitive song too. And it just, it was getting more annoying than anything that it was just continuously playing. Cause I couldn't hear the Fuck commentary. You wild thing. God damn it. I couldn't hear the commentary. I just kept hearing wild thing. Bum, 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 bum. You make my heart sing. You made everything. Oh, I said, mean, you make everything groovy what a weird way to start this match too like they all come out to moxley's theme music and then it literally was shit just hitting the fan like instantly i think matt menard had blood like within the first minute of this match so much blood matt menard much blood he had scars like he had open cuts still on wednesday dynamite yeah him him and the other guy i don't remember chase parker yeah or angelo parker now i don't know it's Angelo Parker. Sure. Yeah. Cool, Whatever you say. Cool something, Angelo Parker. Cool hand, Luke. Cool hand, Luke Parker. Sure. Um, the thing that made it tough for this match was that there was so much blood on so many people that you couldn't tell whose blood was whose at times. Yeah, I made, made that it, mistake on it. It made it incredibly tough to tell if 
Chris Jericho bled, for example. Uh, a lot of people had Chris Jericho. Specifically, Leslie had Chris Jericho to bleed. Um, I was watching on a 22-inch TV, and with my drunkenness and a 22-inch TV and the amount of blood on his back, I was, like, dead set that he bled from his back. Yeah. He did, he did not. He did not bleed. That is someone else's blood. It is. Which is unfortunate because... Um, I had to go back and rewatch because this is where Bleacher Report really took a shit. So I had to rewatch for the beer ratings and for the blood because we walked away from this pay-per-view on Sunday having no idea who won. Yeah. There was too much in question because Alex needed MJF blood and yeah, nobody saw Jericho the MJF blood. blood. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, but yeah, back to this match. Uh, there was a lot of good spots in it. There was a big ladder spot. Uh, all of the backstage stuff. Eddie Kingston just being an absolute fucking madman. Uh, walking down to the ring looking like a, a legitimate zombie uh, with a gasoline can and just just, just dead set. I'm, a good, I'm just going to set Chris Jericho on fire. <laughs> Ended up not happening. But uh, I think a funny moment that came out from that was he poured the gasoline on Jericho. And then because Jericho's hair was now wet, you could like very obviously see a bald spot in the back of his head, <laughs> which I think kind of set up what he did on Wednesday. Like what are you it was, Jericho's having a hair versus hair match soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yep. Connection, connect dots. dots I think connected. he's. I think he's gonna lose the hair versus hair match. Yeah, but yeah, the blood and guts match is before the hair versus hair match. I don't think so. No, it is. Okay. They but, announced the hair versus hair matches at Road Rager, which is in July, and they announced the blood and guts match is the 29th of June. Whatever you say, boss. I, I would not be telling you this if I wasn't confident. I promise you those are true. And they took me very, 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 very by surprise. Okay, that's fine. Why would blood and guts not end the rivalry? Why would we not put the hair versus hair match like next week and then the blood and guts match at the end of the month? Because the rivalry is going to go until fucking all out at this point. Who knows? Fucking, I don't want that. When they, final, want... when they finally do stadium stampede. They're never going to do that. <laughs> I actually liked this significantly better than I like Stadium Stampede, even though it was much, much, much harder for me to ascertain beer ratings. So much harder. Like everything that was happening was probably a drink and they were flipping back and forth between different segments as different people fought different people the entire match. But holy fuck, there was blood, there was tables, there was concession stands. There was the lobby. There was ketchup and mustard. Yeah. Like there was a point. The match ended, I think, a great segment. So like as you talked about, Eddie Kingston comes out, tries to light Chris Jericho on fire. Brian Danielson stops him is like, fuck you. Absolutely not. Are we lighting somebody on fire? Yeah. Which kind of set like some tension on that side, as we talked about before. Um, And then the Jericho Appreciation Society kind of singles out Brian Danielson, takes the ring ropes that they've like untied, puts it in Brian Danielson's mouth, locks in double submissions between Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. Just choking him out 
in the walls just, of Jericho. Just they put they called it the lion tamer. Yeah, they're they, that's what they call it. It's what it's the same thing, whatever. But it's the walls of Jericho, and then they use the ring ropes to choke him out while he was in it. They make Brian Danielson pass out, and the Jericho Appreciation Society somehow is booked winning this match. Yeah, I took a note uh, that I didn't. I took this note upon rewatch. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society Society was three and zero going into this match. Four and zero. That now they're four and zero. Well, they're four and one after Daniel Garcia lost. Dynamite. Yikes. Because he lost to Moxley on Dynamite. But. Well, I don't know. Either way, um, this match got seven and a half beers. That's a top 10 match. It is a top 10 match. Like the cutoff for the, the podcast top 10 is like six and a quarter or something like that. I'll look today. It's I six have, and a quarter, I think. I have lots of updating for the beer or the beer ratings database to do. I'm going to do it when Leslie goes home. It's going to be fun. Do you want to talk about the thing before the next match? Yeah. So I think this is a big deal. I'm pretty excited about this, um, but we have a new addition to the Andrade family office who debuted here. Um, and that is Roosh debuted in a backstage segment with um, Andrade. That's all yep. I have to say about that. It was awesome. I'm excited. I obviously don't have a whole lot of experience watching Roosh matches. But Roosh is awesome. I'm excited. And we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, Triple Tret tag team title match. Jurassic Express. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee and Team Taz. Right away, I'm disappointed, Chad. Why? Why is that? I don't know. Why? It was not a real Triple Tret match. Oh, I did write that note. My only note, I'm glad you mentioned it, was why only two in ring? <laughs> exactly how I wrote it. Why only two in ring? Question mark. Yeah, that was so stupid. They've never done that in AEW. It's always like a real triple threat in AEW. I think they have actually. But I don't remember it ever. But like, why only two in ring? I don't know. Um. Jungle Boy's mom and sister were front row. Yeah. They were not subs. No. I'm sorry. I just had to. Maybe I'll cut that out of respect. Oh, I um, fucking missed my wife's subs. Oh, while we're on the. She said that uh, her first sup of the whole pay-per-view was Kyle O'Reilly. Sup, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, kind of a sup. I would also say Darby Allen, kind of a sup. I just am never. Um, no. <laughs> he's a good looking dude good for him yours face paint i don't even know what he looks like he looks like your mom um <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> you don't say that you don't say that you don't say it's late holy fuck fuck um, yes boy um yes boy Welcome to Pride Month, everybody. Um, this was a really great triple threat tag team, even though it was not a real triple threat. Do you triple remember? Threat. Do you remember what the most awesome move from the match was? If you remind me, I probably do. All right. What if I told you that Swerve Strickland did like a 
moonsault off of Keith Lee's chest. Yes. Yes. I remember that. That was so awesome. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I definitely remember that moment. Um, let's see. Christian Cage got involved a couple times. Yeah, he like won the match for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at the end with his involvement. Yeah, and he doesn't turn on them like we all thought he might. We are, we are really slow burning this one. Just like Julia Hart. Yeah, like this is a MJF Wardlow slow burn. This is a Julia Hart slow burn. We are Adam Page, Kenny Omega slow burn. Yes, this is that might be the slowest burn. Of all those, that might be the slowest burn. That and MJF Warlow was yeah, oh, fuck. But this match got three beers, and Jurassic Express, like we said, wins thanks to Christian Cage. Um, main event. I have and, I have notes that I don't Adam Page versus CM Punk. Okay, sweet. I'm excited. I like this. All right. Uh let me try and ascertain the length though. I have ass moon. Ass moon. Ass, it's ass slash moon. Um, ass moon salt, maybe. Did someone's ass come out? Oh, maybe punks. I don't, I don't remember. I do think I remember a part where CM Punk's pants were like pulled down, and his ass was hanging out. Yeah, when, when Hangman was doing the fireman's carry, sure. I, I um, guess that's noteworthy. I you. wrote punk botched times two on Buckshot Lariat. Oh, Lariat. Yeah, that's what I tried to say there. Dude, so he tried to do the buckshot Lariat twice, and both times he like he fell off the, the ropes. No, he did the flip over the ring, and when he went to land, he didn't rotate enough, so he just kind of fell backwards after his feet hit the ground both times. Punkin it was not punk. good. He he did reference this on Wednesday Night Dynamite that uh, the he's got to get better, but I did write that. Um, I wrote who, who has heel tendencies, comma, page question mark. I think that has to do with the, the, the belt and him deciding at the end to whether he's going to use the belt or not. I'm really close. I wish Joe was here, but I'm really close to getting a cake from Joe because hangman almost, almost did it on Sunday and hit CM Punk with the belt. And instead, he decided to pull a hero move, throw the belt to the side, and go outside of the ring, try to go for the buckshot lariat. He ended up missing and getting GTS and losing the fucking championship to CM Punk, which we'll talk about in a second. Hangman also didn't show up on Wednesday. I doubt he'll be there on Friday. So I'll just say it now. Joe owes me a cake. It's it's unfortunate too because I think that it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I think it the timeline just didn't work out in Joe's favor. Yeah, Joe should have extended it by a month, knowing how AEW likes to slow burn it. But he, uh, you know what, a deal's a deal, and I want my cake. I do want to point out what your immediate comments were because I have the text messages saved. Your response was, "Oh, let me go to it." Uh, Oh, fuck it's not in that group chat which group chat is it it might be this tweet uh <laughs> i was fuck. so mad i was so mad cm punk one yeah you were 
And you said something along the lines of like, this is WCW 2.0. It does kind of feel that way though, right? Why do you say that? I want your explanation on this. It's it's really just like the the ex WWE guys like are taking over officially, and it's like the the little sliver of hope that we had was up to this point. It was all I know that Jericho and Moxley are ex WWE, but they were there from the start. It's kind of what I'm getting at. So like your champions up to the, up to this point, for the most part. It's been a it's been a solid mix of like I don't know maybe it's just like drunk me and I like couple with the fact that I lost that really just made me not that happy about it because Wednesday when I watched Dynamite I was not that unhappy that CM Punk was champion so here's, I don't know here's why I think I agree with your your initial hot take, I, even I, though I did tweet sources are saying David Arquette is penciled in to win the AEW championship next Sean Ross yeah. Sapp, Can you confirm? Yeah, <laughs> I get the WCW references. Here's why I think the WCW thing might stand, hold some weight. If you divide the winners of the matches between AEW originals and also AEW original, if they're, they didn't ever go to WWE, they came from Ring of Honor or they came from the indie scene or anyone, you're you have a higher number of ex WWE winners on the card than you have non WWE winners. And that takes every wrestler in account. And I wrote this out you have more ex WWE winners than you don't. I mean, for fuck's sake, the entire Jericho Appreciation Society, except for Daniel Garcia, is ex WWE. Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole, the entire two thirds of House of Black, the Hardys, CM Punk, but it's close. It's like 50 50 almost. It's like one more than the other one. I don't know in the end all be all if it's WCW 2.0, but it does seem like we're burying a lot of people that a year and a half ago to two years ago felt like a big deal. Felt like a big deal. The Young Bucks, MJF, Death Triangle, Ruby Soho, Darby Allen. MJF's not getting buried. That Moxley, was on purpose. Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Team Taz, and Hangman all lost in this pay-per-view. Yeah. Everyone I would have told you a year and a half ago was going to be the top-tier guys in the company are not. And most people I just named lost to somebody who is a WWE guy, a former WWE guy. That's not all true. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus aren't WWE guys. I get it. But like a lot of those are. They were the only men that won, right? Or no, Hookhausen. Hookhausen's a WWE. I mean, an American AEW top original. Team. American top teams in an AEW original, considering they're all Ring of Honor or Impact. Or UFC. Or UFC if Paige Van Zandt counts, but she barely wrestled in that thing at all. She but looked like, good. She looked better than I expected. She did moves that weren't just, you know, loot as presses as you expected. Oh, I meant like as in sup. Oh, yeah. She was also a sub. Yeah. 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 I don't think I think take Conti was more of a sub. But point being, I. I worry. He, I worry a little bit, but less than I did when you made the comment, because immediately I made the comment. And you're like, you're so right. WCW. They're just using XWB guys. But then I think about it. I think Tony Khan's figuring this shit out. 
Yeah. If you look at Wednesday Night Dynamite and you look at like what they did on the card, I think they are figuring out that in order to succeed on the same level as WWE, they have to do some level of sports entertainment and not just great wrestling. Because there wasn't that much great wrestling on Wednesday, but holy fuck, that was an awesome Dynamite. That is true. There was a couple really good matches, but like uh, the MJF promo, Miro's promo. The MJF promo stole the show. The Athena interview. Stole the week. The Wardlow after the match stuff, like blood and guts announcement, and then just like building on that the whole show. Like I would almost the Tanahashi stuff, like, man, they it's sports entertainment, man. I was so entertained. Yeah, I was too. And it didn't really even like I didn't even notice it. You know, someone pointed out on Twitter, and like the minute I noticed that, like we're going more towards sports entertainment on AEW while still including strong wrestling. That's if AEW keeps up what they did on Wednesday every fucking week, they're going to be the best thing in wrestling every fucking week. And the sad thing is they didn't even have a million viewers on Wednesday. That's the sad yeah. part. That's the that's the they will next part. week though, especially when they announce MJF will be on the show or something like that. I don't I don't know. Did you <laughs> see the news today? Yeah, it's it's all a work, Chad. It's all a work. I have I have mixed opinions. We'll get to it. Let's let's finish out uh closing out double or nothing. 34 total beers, 2.75 in that main event between 33.75 beers. I thought it was 34. 33.75. Where do I get 34 from? We talked about 34, but the extra quarter that you had was uh, just part of Roosh's debut. Closing out double or nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 33.75 beers. New Still record. Still a record. Yep. New record. The old record was 33? 33.25, I think. Jesus. AEW, you did it again. Like, I don't. I don't. I, I, I updated my beer rankings today. And there's like seven that are just like untouchable. It six of them are AEW pay-per-views. One of them is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but like it's just like 30 plus beers, like for like four or five pay-per-views is insane. It's crazy. And it's all them. It's all AEW pay-per-views. I don't get it. What's like the number one WWE pay-per-view we've done? Mania this year, I think. Well, you're weird and think that's only one pay-per-view. I have it split in half because otherwise, if AEW did a two-night pay-per-view, they'd have 60 fucking points. Well, they'd probably... NXT and and a pay-per-view after don't count as one. WrestleMania should count as two pay-per-views. Otherwise, otherwise you'd have a WWE competing for doing two nights worth of pay-per-view when it shouldn't count. You're not drinking 30 beers in one night. You're drinking 30 beers over two nights. But I could... I could still do it once. Uh, to answer your question, uh, the f- previous record was 33.5 at full gear. It is now 33.75 at double or nothing. Jesus. Revelation had over 30. All Out had over 30. Double or nothing last year at 27.75. Absolutely wild. I just can't believe it. Um, here's to uh, AEW. We've watched over a year worth of... AEW pay-per-views and for the beer ratings. They're the top five pay-per-views for the podcast. Is I believe. True? One, two, I, three. I think so. 
four or five. Yes. The highest WWE one we have is it's it's loading. Sorry, I don't know. I remember War Games being like twenty three. So maybe Rumble. It closed on me. It's probably Royal. I don't know. Either way, um, let's get into the weekly recap. We're just going to cover real big big picture stuff here. Um, SmackDown or was Rampage first? Rampage was first every week. Rampage was first. It's because I watch them on recording, so I never know. We talked about this a little bit last week, but mostly Ruby Soho got the spot in the finals. Brian Danielson destroyed Matt Seidel. Yep. They announced the, they announced the uh, oh, Kyle O'Reilly, Darby Allen match at double or nothing. I think the only big thing I want to talk about from Rampage was the Young Bucks dressing like the Hardys, and they brought yeah. Gangrel out. And then they <laughs> faced off against some random guy I've never heard of, and Taylor Rust, previously mm-hmm. of Diamond Mine fame. Yeah, Taylor Rust in AEW, Tyler Rust in NXT, I believe. Yeah, but... That was a cool segment to see Gangrel come out with the Young Bucks, and then they turn on him after and then they the just match. Turn on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then that causes the Hardys to come out after the match and uh, save Gangrel. Gangrel looks terrible. Mm, he just he does not look good. He's wrestling all those local pay per views out in Charleston, South Carolina. That is true. Are you um, going to go to one before you leave? No, I told myself I was going to, and then I never got to go. Yeah, I'm just not going to go. Um, <laughs> SmackDown. Oh, yeah. You uh, you love Shanky now, huh? Dude, Shanky was hilarious. Shanky Shanky's just turning into Great Kali 2.0, though, right? Yeah, he's dancing a lot. It's yeah. a comedic character. Yeah, dancing way too much. Um, the Well, let's see. Uso's cut that promo to start. Uh, we're, and then we get um, Riddle and... Shinsuke are now a tag team, which we saw this past Monday as well. Uh, pretty much just because Boogs is hurt and Randy's doing Randy. Randy's quote unquote hurt, but actually probably just taking time off. I think he's just taking time off. Yeah, getting ready for his big Somerville, uh, some Somerville SummerSlam push. Yeah. Um, this Raquel or Raquel Rodriguez Ronda Rousey rematch was absolute trash well it turned into it them tagging against Shayna and natalia pretty quickly yeah the there was like the backstage segment where shotzi was egging on the other women like to go out and do something about raquel getting a title shot or a championship contenders match i actually like that backstage segment the segment was cool but the fact that we did a championship contenders match was dumb (laughs) your favorite match dude why not just have the contenders fight and then pick the person who comes out on top of that? You know, why wouldn't why wouldn't we just do like that? we used to do with uh, like number one contenders matches? And yeah, have like instead a fatal of having or something? instead of having the champion fight the person they're already gonna fight at the pay per view, four, four fucking times before the pay per view. So we don't have the roster for that anymore. Thanks AEW. Well, I don't think it's AEW's fault that WWE cut every person on their roster. No, AEW stole. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true at all. Um, KO show though, this, this was good. Was awesome. I love the chemistry between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. No matter what they're doing, 
chemistry is just fucking through the roof. Like they started off friends. And then the minute that like one of them made a bad comment to the other, they quickly turned on each other. Yeah. And it just felt so real because their chemistry is just so good. And like Kevin Owens tried to apologize for saying that Sami Zayn ain't shit in the bloodline. And then Sami Zayn was like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I am part of the bloodline. This was awesome. This was the best segment of the night. Oh, yeah. And I just thought it was funny when, like, to get the whole thing rolling was just the fact that, like, Sammy called Kevin Oose. Yeah. And that was, like, kind of what, what, <laughs> what triggered Kevin to start asking him all the questions about whether or not the bloodline was, like, really his thing, which turns out later in the night, he did that little backstage with the Usos and they seem like they're letting him in. They Could said he's trap. an honorary member. Honorary I think member. it's a trap. I think it's, it's a trap. definitely a trap, but like it's a trap. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Look it's out, Sammy Zane. It's a trap. The Death Star is right there. It's a trap. <laughs> um but well, I, I can't wait for more to figure out what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm excited. I really hope that tomorrow on fucking SmackDown, we add a single fucking SmackDown match to the Hell in a Cell card. Just one. Holy shit. It's just... That's it's embarrassing. Like we said last week, we're ending the brand split. Sure doesn't look like it. It sure like doesn't this is, look like This it. looks like a Raw pay-per-view. This looks like back in like 2005 when we had Raw and SmackDown specific pay-per-views. Yeah. Or 2016 when they did the brand split again. And they made raw specific pay-per-view. I just, why is there six matches and all of them are from raw and not a sink? I could think of at least two or three matches. I want to see from SmackDown. What would they be? Uh, the Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke one. That's three SmackDown people. I get it's not fully, but I want to see that match at the fucking pay-per-view. Okay. I was trying to think of a way to add Sami Zayn and somebody else to that. Nope. I want to see just a two-on-two tag team title match. Got it. It's also easy to pick. Um, two, Gunther versus Ricochet. Mm, that's and I want to see I want to see Ronda in like some kind of women's fucking six-pack challenge gauntlet. or gauntlet match or fatal four-way with all these random contenders they have on SmackDown. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that's the most likely one we see just based off of the segments we saw last week. I think there's so much opportunity to add multiple matches on SmackDown tomorrow night. But they better at, the, add at the same time, if they do a gauntlet this early into Ronda's reign and she just runs through all of them, they're going to crush the whole. Just, that's. I'd rather them just do like a fatal four way with. Raquel. And then they're just going to combine. Then they're just going to unify the women's title. That's probably coming. Let's not act like that's not a possibility. Who who wins that? Ronda, probably. But speaking Dude, of Gunther and Ricochet, Bianca would be sick. That would be sick. Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser made his SmackDown debut on SmackDown. Uh, I didn't take any notes on this, but yeah, you're right. I did take notes because I was excited that Ludwig Kaiser was in the ring. Therefore, Marcel Bartel gets his SmackDown wrestling debut as not just a manager. They're letting him wrestle. Yeah. I mean, he gets to show off all of his abs. 
and he won the match. He pinned, he pinned Drew Gulak here. So I'm happy Marcel Tower Bartel is getting his matches. Um, and then I took some notes that you asked me to take. What did I ask you to take? All right. You ready for this? Yeah. At one, one hour and 27 minutes of the oh, show, no. Fight Night's music hit. Oh, no. At one hour and 27 minutes. This is the main event. Yeah, I feel like I know where this is going. I think it's 147 when the match starts. <laughs> Close. Uh, 127 Fight Night intro. At 129 and a half, we go to commercials. Okay. At 135, we come back from commercials and we do a promo in the ring with Fight Night. And then New Day comes out and does their promo, followed by their introduction of their mystery partner, Drew McIntyre. It is now Ooh. one hour. It is now one hour and 40 minutes, and we're 13 minutes after we started. We haven't matched. There's no match yet. We do commercials from one minute and 41 hour 40 one one hour and 41 minutes to one hour and 45 minutes and then about a minute after we come back from commercials we start the match so we do almost 20 whole minutes without doing the match from the intro till the match starts and then we do a 14 minute long match to end the show that the pinfall happened at 157 it's an 11 minute match that started the intros at one hour and 27 minutes I mean, it's not the most egregious one to happen this week either. I know, <laughs> but I thought you would like that. How I'm just SmackDown so just fucking, wasted 33 minutes on an 11 minute match. I'm just so fucking sick of New Day versus Fight Night. I think it's over. I think that was it. We'll see I, tomorrow. I don't. I don't want it. What was that? 13 weeks of it. That's not enough. You're saying not enough. The WWE saying. Not enough. You're right. The WWE saying that's good shit. That's good shit. Do the same shit again. Good shit. Um, speaking of doing the same shit again, uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Monday Night Raw happened. The whole so show. This thing. So the one that happened on Raw, I have a picture of somebody's. Yep. Like what happened that they, they posted it. It looks like they posted it on Reddit, but uh, it got posted up on Twitter as well. So at 10 15 p.m., Liv Morgan makes her entrance. So this is a breakdown of Raw from 10 14 to 10 47. 10 15, Liv makes her entrance. Uh, there was a Helena Cell promo, a commercial break two minutes later. So at 10 17. Um, they come back three minutes later at 10.20. Recap. Uh, Titus O'Neil at the Indy 500. They recap Theory and Ali's feud earlier tonight, which was at 9.50 p.m., so not even 30 minutes. Like It was about 30 minutes before that they decided to recap something. They do a backstage interview with Ali, who was attacked by Theory. They cut to the announce desk for reactions to what they just saw. Then they do a complete rundown of the Hell in a Cell card. They cut back at 1025. So this is now 10 minutes later with Liv in the ring with her music still playing. Rhea, Rhea Ripley's music hits. She makes her way to the ring. We cut to commercial. And we come back at 1030. So this is now 15 minutes later after Liv Morgan makes her entrance. 
Then we do a lengthy video package about Memorial Day that yeah. lasts five minutes. And then the bell finally rings 20 minutes after Liv's entrance. Not the most egregious part. Two minutes later, we cut to commercial. <laughs> commercial lasts for three minutes. And then the match lasts another three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. So it's an eight minute match with three minutes of commercial. Yeah, it was. And it took 30 minutes to do that. Yeah. God damn, Toby, you're just fucking crushing it, aren't you? So if the if the goal is to waste time on Raw, they did it with excellence there. But <laughs> if the goal is to, you know, make especially the like the women look good in matches because that's what they like to flaunt so much is that they have the better women's division that which I agree with than AEW, then you should probably try to flaunt that shit. I mean, they flaunted it with the opening segment and they put all three of their raw women's contenders and champion in the same ring at the same time. But like, I don't even remember who won the opening match, but Oscar and Bianca had a one-on-ones match before the pay-per-view I think Oscar actually pulled uh, up the roll up on Bianca to win, but Becky interfered and like beat the shit out of him. So they started with like a 30 minute segment with just Oscar, Becky, and Bianca, which was significantly better than any of the Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley stuff that we've seen over and over and over again. I don't remember. I think it might have been a DQ. No, it, she didn't attack till afterwards. Then I don't remember. I think Bianca won. I think Oscar rolled up Bianca, which is why it wasn't significant. I don't remember. Raw results on the thing. Um, how about this uh, Cody Seth stuff? Oh yeah, you're right. Bianca rolled up Oscar. That's the yeah. But you're right. The most important thing from Raw that we need to talk about because everything else is mostly trash shit. Um. Other than Riddle and Shinsuke got the win over the Usos, which is important because they get a number one title. They they are now the number one contenders. I have they, I have stuff to say about that. Okay, let's let's come back to that. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. One, I like the Cody Rhodes came out at the one hour mark, not the two hour mark. Yeah, for all of us old people, it's nice because it it goes against their whole like let's put a countdown timer on Cody Rhodes. But Seth made three comments that I really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Seth said, you left six years ago because you weren't that good. Yep. Which is true. Yep. Two, he said, you and all your buddies tried to break down everything that we built. And he's talking about his buddies that are EVPs in AEW. Yep. He's not talking about AEW as a whole. I think he's talking specifically about Kenny, Kenny and the and Young the Bucks. Bucks and him. The EVP group trying to break down WWE and NXT. Yeah. And then the last thing, he says, you can't go and take a sledgehammer to the throne and then come back and try and take over my throne. I love that Seth Rollins is like my throne because he's been the best thing in WWE consistently, probably of anyone over the last six years. Yeah. I mean, Roman Reigns is the best for the last two years, but over the last six years, I don't think anyone can touch what Seth has done in WWE over the last Not six years. Close. Not even close. Seth, it's Seth's throne. Yeah. 
This was the, the best. best so Seth promo in a long time. I loved and the, it. The crowd was so for it, which meant that like the crowd Cody, knew one. The crowd knew what the fuck he was talking about, which was and it was thing. in like Iowa somewhere, wasn't it? it? Was it was near his hometown? He was the face here. I think it was in like Iowa City or something. I have no idea. I don't He's from that. Davenport, Iowa, and they kept cheering for him. It was in Des Moines, Iowa. Well, there we go. They were cheering the fuck out of Seth Rollins, and I love that he came in through the crowd, shield style, laid down some fucking zingers, and then we had one of those classic like will not stop brawling moments where like shirts were getting ripped, and you know backstage guys were getting punched, and like they just would not stop fighting. This was my favorite segment until the MJF thing happened, like of the week. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the yeah the two the two best things out of the week were the those two promos i think um though the one thing that we talked about or that i said i wanted to talk about the usos and riddle and nakamura match mm-hmm. so this was a championship contenders match your favorite another reason why they're my favorite um so just let me know if i'm correct here chad so if the Usos win the match, then they don't have to put up their titles against the people they just faced. Fact. Now, if they lose the match, they eventually have to face who they lost to and put their titles on the line, potentially having a chance to lose those titles. Fact. Why the fuck would the Usos purposefully lose in order? Like, why would they purposefully lose a championship contenders match? I have not a fucking clue. They got themselves disqualified in this yep, match. This was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. This makes zero sense. WWE needs like a logic checker. They need, <laughs> they need somebody someone... back there to check the logic on this on these matches. Like, all right, so yeah, we're just going to do another DQ finish here. Uh, Usos, why don't you do it this week? Uh, you guys are in that championship tenders match. Uh Bruce yeah. Pritchard back there, like making all these calls, and no one's telling Bruce Pritchard this is a fucking terrible idea. Nobody. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Well, Jason Jordan, Petey Williams, and Curtis Axel are producing these matches. So, oh boy, <laughs> they've <laughs> done some probably, good stuff. They've done, I, I shouldn't say. I don't want to shit on those people. Good, they've yeah, done really all good. All three stuff. of those guys have been involved in really good matches Very as good a matches. producer. So, but like, is Jason Jordan going to tell Bruce Pritchard, no, that's stupid? Probably 0%, not 0% chance. The uh, only other two things I, I want to touch on real quick um, is the Mustafa Ali stuff on Raw. Uh, he had a match with Champa, which was a number one contenders match, which that's good, which uh, theory interfered with, which gave Ali the number one contendership, which is I don't stupid. care. I don't <laughs> care that he did that. That just means that in the, in that sense, right? It's like theory wants to have like they're both stupid this one's a little bit less stupid than the Usos getting themselves disqualified because it's it's like theory showing like it i'm saying this unironically it's it's in theory it's theory uh-huh. saying yeah i know right in theory it's him saying like i did this on purpose because i want to face and i want to beat mustafa ali well, then he immediately gets a match and immediately beats the shit out of Ali before the match ever starts. 
he wins the match, but Adam Pierce and Vince McMahon state that that didn't count, and they're getting the championship match at the the main of I mean at the Hell in a Cell, which is I think very important because we're putting a mid card championship on the pay per view. Yeah, I'm which excited. is the first time since long before WrestleMania. I'm excited. Damian Priest defended the United States Championship at the pay-per-view after Survivor Series. I think it was the last time a mid-card championship was defended. Day one? Maybe. I looked it up earlier, but Damian Priest defended the United States Championship at a pay-per-view months and months and months ago. And that was the last time U.S. or Intercontinental? Yes. Got to, Jesus. The Intercontinental has not been on a pay-per-view since Shinsuke won it at WrestleMania, not this past this year, but last year. Holy fuck, dude. Yes, it's been over a year and three months since the Intercontinental was at a pay-per-view. The other thing I wanted to mention real quick is the main event, which wasn't a match. It was Bobby Lashley in a handicapped contract signing. Um, he, gets the, he gets the upper hand on almost an MVP, which is important for later. Moving on. NXT. Um, this is the one I have the least amount of notes for. They had the most wrestling on this show all week this week. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. There was non-stop wrestling in this card. It beats Dynamite? Yes. That surprises me. Dynamite had more promos than normal. That's true. That is true. They had an interview and a long promo, whereas NXT was basically just match, 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 match. Yeah, that's fair. And, And yeah, MJS promo was fucking long as shit. Um, not that it didn't need to be. I loved it. I wish it could have gone longer. Uh, so Roderick, or actually, I want to start with uh, Thea Hale. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Let's talk about what we talked about last week. Uh, could you refresh my memory? Because I was very intoxicated. All right. So last week, remember. we went on a tangent where you wanted to talk about this girl's college selection. And basically what happened was we talked about it for a minute, and then you were like, I really want her to do what those college football players do, where they put the, the hats in front of them, they pick a random hat. And my response to you was, I want her to pick a hat that says Chase U, and then her be like a member of Chase U for like two years. Uh, I, just, well, I just can't believe that that's exactly what happened. Because That's exactly what happened. She had a Notre Dame and Alabama and a North Carolina hat. She put which, each hat on. She threw it away, went under the desk, and chose a Chase U fucking hat. And then they cut the camera to Chase U, and it's just them celebrating. Like It's like Bodie was, Hayward and Chase, Andre I Chase just freaking out. I cannot wait for these segments. Cannot wait for yes. these <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't think we've called anything better. In our entire lives. No, that because we we called it shot for shot. Like, yes, <laughs> the, the only the only the real the colleges. Only, the only thing we could have done better was it was me being like, yeah, like she just got hats in front of her. Like, I don't know, Notre Dame, Alabama. And no, we said, things, we said things like Central Florida because we thought she's going to go to Orlando school. But oh, Chase we, U, it we was. did make predictions on what the hats were going to be. We talked about how I thought it was going to be some Orlando or Florida school, like Florida or Central Florida. There wasn't a single Florida school on there. That's no, bullshit. there wasn't. Other than Chase U, obviously. Chase that U. Was, but it wasn't on the table. It wasn't. It was under the table. She was mm. keeping it secret the whole time. Yeah. Damn, dude. That was fun. Um, fucking awesome how we just fucking randomly talked about that last week. 
and it was exactly what fucking happened. <laughs> Somebody listens, dude. Dude, I watched it Wednesday there morning. Phantom, there are phantom listeners to this show. I thought I saw it when I watched it Wednesday mornings. I'm on leave right now. And for like 36 hours straight, I texted Dylan like, yo, did you watch NXT yet? Did you watch I had no NXT idea? Yet? I was like, <laughs> I watched like the first 10 minutes um, Tuesday night when it aired. And I was like, I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it at some point. And <laughs> I I finally got through watching it and or I know I read what happened. That's what that's what it was. I read what happened and I, I guess I skimmed over that or they didn't really cover the Thea Hale stuff. So I was like, why the fuck is Chad so excited about me watching NXT this week? And then I watched it and then I was like, I started drinking while I was watching it. And I don't know if you remember Beer Fest, but like when you drink, your drunk memories come back a lot better than when you're sober. I started to remember a little bit of what we were talking about on the podcast yep. and it just like struck with me when she had that, like she was doing the college selection and I was like, this is what they should have been doing. This is a great idea, WWE. And then she pulls out the hat for chase you. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm having deja vu right now. Where the fuck have I talked about this? <laughs> and then I, it, and then it finally just like light bulb went off. I was like, this is awesome. We did it. <laughs> oh, God. I fucking love that we fucking called that shit. It's my favorite thing of the whole week. Um, one of my least favorite things from the whole week, the Creeds held up the titles, Chad. They yep. held up the tag titles. Yes, they did. They're going to lose. I agree. <gasps> yeah. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. It was a pretty good opener, though, between uh, the other two members of Diamond Mind, Roger Strong and uh, Damon Kemp. And pretty Damon Kemp looks pretty good. I thought Damon Kemp was uh, a little more polished than I expected. It was his first match I've ever watched from Damon Kemp, and I was kind of shocked at how polished Damon Kemp looked. Yeah, I guess he was good. I wasn't. I got to be honest, I wasn't paying that much attention. More importantly than that, uh, they added a big match to the. Yes, they added a big match to the in your house card, a, and they took a, off a match with a big stip. Well, what match they take off? They took off the women's breakout tournament match that I was so excited for. What? The women's breakout tournament match is not on the card anymore. Who not on the card will make an appearance? Then sounds like I don't think they're going to add it. <laughs> When's it scheduled for? When's ne- like next? I think Tuesday? it's on the following Tuesday. Oh, boo. I did not catch that. Yeah, when I was doing my predictions, I was like, where the fuck is the match I talked about being so good? And it's not on there. That explains why there's only one going to be one good match, dude. It's going to be the Creeds versus Pretty Deadly. And it's I gonna think light up Cameron the wrestling Grimes world. and Carmelo Hayes will be good. It'll be good, but it won't be that good. It won't be. It won't be yeah. Pretty Deadly. Creed Brothers good. That's for sure. Joe Gacy, Braun Breaker is going to suck. So many sucks. Yeah. Um, but the match we're talking about being added to the show is the turf war. Oh, is, this could actually be good too. Is the Tony D'Angelo group versus the Gazo Fantasma, and the loser has to add themselves to the other person's faction. I think the one thing that people are going to be forgetting about when they make predictions for this match, and I'm not just saying like us and Joe, I'm talking about like anyone who makes predictions for any sort of matches. Um, 
Legato's got a lot to fight for, as you saw during this segment. They literally own a yacht. Sure. So if they lose, they have to give Tony the yacht. If that's the reason why you pick Legato, that's fucking wild. <laughs> um, we'll see. I think the only other two things that I think are that worthy of talking about Nathan on, Frazier is a baller. Nathan Frazier's really good in this main so event. It was awesome. Cameron so Grimes good. beat Nathan Frazier in the finisher, and Nathan Frazier is going to be a champion at some point. Agreed. Um, and then Cora Jade beat Electra Lopez, and I'm not sure what the point of that was. She's had beef with them. I don't know. That's what they it, said on commentary. It clearly keeps. They Cora said Jade that on comment- like the number one contender kind of they, thing. They said that on commentary that she had beef with Electra Lopez, and then I was just thinking to myself, when? <laughs> I don't remember that. She just <laughs> ate popcorn in the crowd last week. Is that yeah, all it was? That's literally it. I don't know. I actually forgot about that. I guess that's that's means for a match in WWE. Sounds good enough to me. Um, let's move on to Dynamite. We started with uh, CM Punk coming out and jumping into the crowd. Yeah. A big I, uh, pomp and circumstance for the new champion. I cannot believe he's still, I just, I still can't believe he's a champion. But like I said earlier, I'm way less pissed off about it at this point. Uh, the CM Punk and FTR combo, which is a weird combo to me, but whatever, faced off against uh, the the new acclaimed. Featuring the ass boys. I like it. I like that. I like this new faction. Um, but they did make a wait. Comment. Hold on. We could say that again. I do like this faction. The ass boys and acclaimed are a funny group. I like it. I just wanted to hear you say once again that you like the faction. But yeah. All right. Go ahead. They're going to lose every main match they ever have. But the ass boys and the acclaimed are funny as shit. Um, including. Max Caster saying he's going to make CM Punk pay like he's Amber Heard, which, holy shit, dude, I died. Because this is this is the same day that they it announced. It was Johnny- quite literally hours earlier. It was hours before that they announced that Johnny Depp was owed money by Amber Heard. While they were both found guilty of defamation, Amber Heard has to pay way more to Johnny Depp. So much so that apparently she can't afford it. Yeah. Which she's appealing the sucks decision. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Maybe you shouldn't poop on people's beds. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good opener. Uh, I think it's it's m- most important moment is the end of the match and the uh, follow on intro. Yeah. So CM Punk, um, he just gets the ball rolling right away with the build to Forbidden Door, and says I know Forbidden Door is coming I know some of you New Japan guys are back there who's it going to be who's facing me and out comes Hiroshi Tanahashi um, I'm not sure I've, I've seen some things online that says it's for the AEW championship I'm not sure here's You're why I like nodding this yes here's why I like this here's why, I, here's why I'm all for this um, the rumor mill that I read literally like an hour before me and you started recording was that they're going to have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus CM Punk for the AEW belt. And on the same card have hangman versus, versus Okada. Okada 
for the eight for the New Japan mm. IWGP title. They're obviously both going to retain. But are they? I easily going to both retain. There's no fucking do you, way. Do you remember a month ago, maybe two months ago, when I said hang or CM Punk had a 0.1% chance of winning that match on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, I get it. But Tanahashi's not winning the AEW belt over CM Punk. There's no fucking chance. This is less than 1%. All right, dude. I think there will be other matches where belts change hands and they're going to be on the medium to tag team level to make oh, it FTR make sense. is winning the IWGP yeah, tag team the, titles for sure. The, the FT, FTR, I think that there's a chance that like a New Japan guy versus Scorpio Sky might be listed. Maybe, Maybe an Andrade. Like, Maybe like some kind of guy who could win the IWPG Junior Heavyweight Championship, like goes up against him, like Jungle Boy or something. Darby, Darby, yeah, like something like that's gonna happen, and there will be belt changes in the uh, the mid to lower card. So someone's but, gonna win the TNT title, but no, I don't know if TNT is the one. I think IWGP Junior Heavyweight, and then the. So you're just like what? There's no other. Oh, the AEW. The tag the AEW tag team championships are the one I'm looking at as the AEW tag team is, is, is the one to lose. Okay. I think that Jurassic Express might lose to an age of uh, a New Japan tag team. Maybe uh, like Goto and um, what's his name? The one that no just idea. had the belt at the beginning of the year at New at uh, Yoshi. Yoshihashi? Yoshihashi and his partner Goto. There you go. Hiroki Goto. I think they could win like. The AEW tag team titles and lose it shortly afterwards. Something, but you know, I think that it's awesome that we're introducing. I was shocked to see Tanahashi as the as the opponent, but if Okada is facing Hangman, I think these are two wonderful decisions. Yeah, I think those are both excellent. I know everyone wanted to see Okada versus Danielson, but it doesn't make sense. No, not at all. This makes way more sense. Take the two top guys in AEW right now who just fought for the belt and put them defending and competing for the t- top two options, you know? Yeah. Cause the, I mean, the only other option you could say in new Japan is Naito. Um, and then at that point you're looking at the uh, non-Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. Is there other top guys? So, I think bullet club will be involved, but like I, I'd rather see Danielson versus like Zack Sabre jr. Holy shit. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that match, but like, holy shit. That would be the most technically impressive match of all time. Alex would fucking cream his pants. <laughs> Alex, if you're listening, don't cream yourself. Just thinking of Zack Sabres Jr. just Brian Danielson, but we agree it'd be great. Did we say that he won? Alex is the champion. Yeah, we did. I think I mentioned it, but Alex yet again ends my reign. I think this is the second reign in a row. I've lost it to Alex. All right. That's enough about Alex. Um, yeah, Alex. We're still on dynamite. Uh, this is, all right. MJF promo. Okay. Here we go. Is, is Joe close? Probably. Okay. I don't think, I don't think he's that close. When did he text? 17 minutes ago saying he was on his way. Let's come back to MJF. I want to ask Joe, is there anything else you want to talk about on dynamite other than MJF? Um, just just a quick update. Joe is on his way, but yes. Um, Dynamite, uh, I have a quote from the Jericho Appreciation Society. Okay. They said, AEW Galaxy, 
appreciate us. Yeah, they did. They also <laughs> said um, when Brian Danielson said, I'm going to kick his expletive head in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the, it's funny. we talked about it earlier. But to be honest, it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, they talked about this earlier, but Blood and Guts is coming. Uh, and Regal, William Regal was the one who announced it. So that's pretty cool. Blood and Guts. Uh, you well, did skip like. one thing I want to talk about. I was super stoked to have skipping around Miro back. Yeah, my uh, my note on that is Miro is back. He beat so, Johnny Elite because I don't think Johnny Elite is a permanent thing. Not at all. He is he, like uh, uh, he's a free agent. He's going to have some matches and then he's going to move the fuck on. Yeah, he's like Zack Ryder, but I can't remember what his name is right now. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. You fucking... I'm drunk. I love Matt Cardona, and you're being rude. I know. Um, sorry. Yeah, Miro being back, and he cut a like a really cool like anti-religion redeemer promo. I loved it. I was so stoked. Didn't he say he was gonna kill God? He was gonna find God and kill him. He something along those lines. Yeah, it was. It was a super like like you were my God, but you betrayed me. I'm the now the redeemer and I'm going to redeem myself. And I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. There he's he is. Back. I'm so fucking excited. He's here. Oh, thank God. We can talk about MJF now. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. All right, Joe. Now that you're here, we can finally talk about what I want to talk about. We saved it for you. MJF. So I, ha- I have questions. It is MJF. It's MJF. Okay. This is all we have left before predictions. Sweet. Uh, we I have time for predictions, just like I said. We have very little on AEW we're talking about. So let's talk about MJF. I want to know the honest opinion from each one of you separately. Is it a work or is it not a work? Joe, you first go. Well, that's because you already know what I said. I think it's both. Okay, explain. I think that there is actual heat between Tony Khan and MJF. Uh, I think that... MJF kind of does if, if he can't get more money. And I, I think he has some fair points uh, about him, him being like one of the faces of the company, the four pillars, if you will. Uh, so I think he has some good points. And I think there's some actual heat. And if he doesn't get the money that he wants, uh, then he will leave the company. But I think he also has enough uh, respect and workmanship that he will show up to what he's scheduled to show up to so uh, i think that since since news has gotten out and he's so into keeping kayfabe he he's totally all right and he, like tony khan is also all right with airing some of the grievances to put on fire promos like like we saw on wednesday night well and on top of it Joe, I don't know if you've seen it today, removing him from the AEW roster online, removing all of his merchandise from online, and removing all the videos of him from the, the AEW Twitter and website. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 a little different. I didn't know about that. Well, they, they, did, they did the same thing with Wardlow. When Wardlow was no longer under contract with MJF, they made Wardlow un, not a part of their website anymore. So they're willing to use their website and their roster to boost storyline in in my yeah. opinion like it's an it's an excellent attempt at maintaining kayfabe yeah 
and it's awesome and that's uh, that's what i'm i'm here for i fucking love it it's still so, a fucking work so you, you agree that it's a scripted work yes i think uh, it's relatively unscripted i think i agree with joe that it's i think it's unscripted work. no i think it's a hundred percent it's it's a hundred percent a scripted work like Okay, what 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 do you mean like between the differences between those two? Because there's no way that Tony what? Khan, what? there's no way that there's no way that Tony Khan doesn't sign off on him going out there calling him a fucking mark on TV. I think that MJF going out there and saying what he said wasn't a hundred percent bought off on the bottom line. I think MJF because there's rumors that MJF and Tony Khan met on Wednesday morning. Yeah, and I think, I think that discussion I think the contracts already was, like. I think that con. I think, I think the, the contract was done. Exactly. I think, bet. I bet the contract's bottom lined already. I bet there's already discussion of what they're going to say, which is why but I, I think, think they were like, Wednesday, "Let's play on this. Go take a mic out there." And and Tony Khan's never told them what to say out there, so everything that MJF's been frustrated by the fact that Mark Henry earns more money than MJF does. I think he Which went out true. there and said, it's true. Christian Cage and MJF earn more money than our Christian, Christian Cage and Mark Henry. and Mark Henry earn more money than MJF. And they don't do shit and dicks in this company worth fucking earning more money than MJF, who has been the opener for two of the last three pay-per-views and has been a main eventer in AEW on a pay-per-view before. Yeah. I what he what he said about the ex WWE guys, and he said WWE twice. It like hit home pretty fucking hard because we talk about that. I talk about it. I think you guys talk about it too. Also, Chad, I didn't know you were such a big Angels and Airways fan. I am a huge Tom DeLong and Angels and Airways fan. Oh. Uh, for the listeners, I am I am uh, referencing an AVA and now Blink One Eighty Two and Misfits tattoo on Chad's arm. It's the first time I've worn a tank top on this podcast ever. And now Joe's realizing I have great taste in music. <laughs> I already knew our, our musical tastes uh, were kind of on the same line, but Angels and was like a top five band for me. Yeah, they're pretty good. Their first two albums, especially. Oh. Um, I Empire is almost as good as MJS promo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got a little <laughs> Dylan has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Dylan, I know that you're a person still. Hi. Oh, Dylan, what's your favorite Angels and Airways song? Um, these are, <laughs> these are my these are my people. That's not even close to a real thing. Damn it! Good try though. Anyway, um, if this is a scripted work, I will say this is as far as as AEW has ever gone to make this seem like it's not a real thing, including like the the fucking countdown guy and MJF yelling at the countdown guy to shut the fuck up calling him a fucking marking and bleeping him out and then cutting the fucking mic and turning off the camera like cm punk going out after during commercial break to talk chasing to him, him into the crowd chasing, not chasing him but he came out to talk to him and mjf said fuck you and just ran out into the crowd did you see the part of that video where mjf knocks a phone out of the hand of some fan and keeps kayfabe all the way through the fucking crowd no there's not. a there's a there's a little snippet where they zoom in on him right as he's about to walk off screen and he he smacks a phone out of some person's fucking hand and it breaks the phone. <laughs> let me tell, let me say one thing. I don't think that 
MJF fits in any other company. MJF will not will be the most watered down version of himself if he ever signs with WWE. Yes, he'll be the Miz. Yeah, he'd be the Miz. We already have the Miz. We already have the Miz. And he's yeah. so much like he's he's so much better than the Miz is while he's in AEW. His um, promo work is better than the Miz. I think the Miz is still a more complex wrestler right now, but MJF has the ring potential and already a better promo work than Miz would could ever be being limited in WWE, you know? Miz so, also had 15 years longer. I agree. I agree. I have a uh I have a debate question. Yeah, he's been around about 15 years. Yeah, but MJF's been around mainstream for about three. So, uh, sure, sure, sure. What do you guys think the odds are of this turning into a full-on MJF, a like face MJF versus heel Tony Khan feud? I really don't want to watch Tony Khan in a ring. I don't. Even, I, no, no, no. I'm not talking about like wrestling. I'm I'm talking like Austin McMahon esque. Yeah, but McMahon got in the ring, which is what killed it. I also don't want which, to see. Tony- I don't think Tony Khan will do. Yeah, I don't want to see him out there. But maybe just like... Imagine how much cocaine he would have to snort to get in the ring every week. (laughs) I'm thinking like maybe just like the... like He's just just the the Wizard of Oz. He's like behind the screen doing... Like sending people out there to fuck with him. Like, is is this... Are we working towards an MJF face turn? I I don't know if I'm working towards a face turn, but I want to talk about what I talked about earlier on the same note. Now I want to bring Joe into this conversation and see if he has any opinions, but like, I think we're, we're literally showing the Tony Khan evil genius here every week. I think Tony Khan is taking notes from Vince McMahon and becoming a Vince McMahon as character. He's yeah. letting MJF promote it. MJF's promoting it. And then week by week, dude, he had a, he let MJF walk on screen and say stuff about ex WWE guys. And then the next thing after the commercial break was Johnny elite versus Miro. That's two ex WWE guys had a match on fucking AEW right after an ex WWE promo. Dude, that's scripted. That's fucking scripted. That's not fucking. I've been saying it for months, maybe weeks. Comic book villain. He's a comic. I agree. Tony Khan is a comic book villain and he knows exactly what he's doing. But he's, he's one taking, I want to root for. But he's taking no. I don't want to cheer for I want to cheer for AEW. I don't want to cheer for Tony Khan. That's I, I, what I meant. I want to cheer for AEW. That's think, the point, though. You wanted to cheer for WWE in the 90s because of Vince McMahon being such a great heel. You loved the, what they were doing, but you didn't want to cheer for Vince. I feel True. the same about AEW. I don't want to cheer for Tony Khan, but I want to cheer for AEW. So do you think we're heading in that direction? Like it it seems like we're heading in that direction. Like I can draw the parallels here already. I think I, he's I, taking really good notes. I think that that what along Thank your you. line, Dylan, and what Chad is saying as well, I think that MJF is right on the verge of a Stone Cold Steve Austin anti-face turn. Oh shit. I didn't even make that reference. If Tony Khan is Vince McMahon here, yeah. MJF is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yes, and boy. I'm all for it, dude. Literally in my notes, you just said I'm taking good notes. 
Thank you. And he's doing, and he's doing 10 MJF years. turning into Austin question mark. He's doing it 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, boy. I'm so fucking excited to see where this goes. Unless yeah. I see more Tony Khan on my screen every week. Unless yeah. I see MJF not a part of AEW anymore. And then I'll be instantly or that. killed. Or like, that. Fuck. As much as I'd love I love MJF right now. I, I agree with Joe. Like he just won't be nearly as good in any other company because they won't, they will script him and he needs to be unscripted. It is kind of crazy to think of MJF as like an Austin, a Stone Cold Steve Austin esque character because he comes out to the ring in a Burberry scarf and a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it, but you know, yeah, he's like a Miz Stone Cold mix almost. If if they go along the lines of uh, he's CM of Punk, Stone, dude. Stone Cold turning into Stone Cold. I think he is actually. I think he's doing better than CM Punk did. It's the it's at it's, least he's doing better than CM Punk is doing right now. Think about it though, like CM Punk, Punk is quite literally the champion. CM Punk in WWE before the pipe bomb was straight edge fucking straight edge society CM Punk. Uber heel, great promo work, good matches. Had the pipe bomb, turns face because he goes to Chicago and wins the WWE title. Dude, when's their next Long Island show? That's my point. He's already beat CM Punk once. He could do it again. Wait, wait three to six months. Go to Long Island. Mm. put him as a fucking face the crowd wants him to win the crowd's all for him and fucking have him beat cm punk of all people in long island and then he's a face until he does heal his shit which is about six months into a year-long title reign exactly how cm punk did it yeah they had they already like the crowd already started shifting towards him they were uh, chanting mjf for 20 fucking minutes they they, they were the chanting him when they come came back from commercial yeah, they booed the shit out of him when he walked out, and they were like the biggest MJF fans in the world afterwards. Fact. All right. Um, let's get into predictions. Oh, fuck. Mostly because we have to at this point. <laughs> you guys have been talking for so long. Um, yeah. Well, well, Dylan didn't start the podcast till like way later than we talked about because he was watching trash TV. He was watching yeah. Temptation Island, Jim. Those, those guys do that. He was probably watching with... Uh, Adam and Lulu. Dewey. Brie. Brie was there before we started, but she's not caught up on the season. Oh my gosh. What the trash show. They love that shit, dude. Trash TV. When I lived with Dewey, people would come over and watch it at my house, and I was never that into it. Gross. How dare you? All right, Joe, you're going to start off the predictions. What's the first match you want to talk about for NXT in your house? Uh, I'll go with Toxic Attraction versus Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. First match. You asked me a question. Now I'll ask you, who do you have and why? I have Toxic Attraction. Uh, here, here's why. And you're going to find this to be a reoccurring theme. Um, this in your house, to me, just yells like, neutral on title changes and none of them seem plausible so to make the most points for a weekend where we have two pay-per-views i took almost every champion if not every champion 
Uh, so I took toxic attraction here. Um, and the worst thing that happens is like one NXT belt changes and I don't lose that many points. And so it, I think, I think to go along with that, like it would be a surprise. Yeah. There's not like, there's, I think if you're, if you're talking about all of the matches that could possibly end in a title change, NXT championship, no, the women's ones, maybe tag the nxc tag i highly doubt it and the north american probably has the highest chance of changing yeah i don't see him carmelo becoming a two-time i don't either but i i I think it has the highest chance out of any other match yeah so so i I, in case it wasn't heavily implied there i have toxic attraction yeah i got toxic attraction i like katana and kaden um Kinda, but their their character work is bland. Uh, and actually, Katana Chance is not that good a wrestler. So I'm. I think own. it's also important to talk about how on NXT the the faces got the over on the champions here. Yes, yeah, that was important to my my choice here as Toxic Attraction. And uh, this is WWE it. still. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, it. Caden Carter, what's up? Caden uh, Carter. Yeah. Not Katana Chance. Katana Chance is a small one, right? She's the small white one. Yeah, yeah. I said Caden Carter. I think I'm pretty sure. I was thinking Katana Chance sup, but you know, I think all four of them are subs. Whoa, sup? Whoa. I'm not. It's Pride Month, dude. I'm down to just like I'm being inclusive. You're throwing soaps up all over the place. Yep. All right. All right. Speak everybody's everybody's subs. beautiful. Speaking of subs, let's continue with uh let's just keep it going. Mandy Rose is defending against Wendy Chu. Mandy Rose is a sub. Uh Dylan, who do you have and why? Mandy. I don't I shouldn't have to say why because it's the same reason as toxic attraction. I've I am sticking with it until I'm proven wrong. Mandy Rose is losing her title to Cora Jade. Yeah, I think that's not a an unsafe bet is to wait it out for court J, especially after her loan over Electra Lopez really proven. She's a, she's a real contender. Um, I'm all stick of Mandy Rose. I said earlier, I'm taking champions in almost every match, if not all matches, uh, because uh, I just don't know where to pick the one that may lose here. I think it's a safer bet. So I'm also taking Mandy Rose. Well then, since you just said that, Chad, I'll ask you this one. We have a six-man tag team match, not for a title. We've got Tony D's team. It's Tony D'Angelo, Stacks, and Two Dimes versus Legado Del Fantasma. The losing team joins the winning team's faction. I just Who want to point out before you answer, that's Jericho Appreciation Society bad nicknaming. Stacks what? and Dimes. Stacks and Two Dimes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like those guys. <laughs> Their <nicknames are laughs> They're funny. Their nicknames are jazz bad, though. Oh, yeah. They're bad, but <laughs> that's what makes them good. This is the hardest match to predict on this card. Yes, boy. I'm, I'm shocked you went so early on this one. But it's because um, I'm not that looking that forward to it. I think this one is, since they took the NXT breakout tournament match off the card, I think this is the, this, the show stealer here. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one that's going to surprise us as like really good. I'd be willing to bet Mandy Rose and Wendy Chu is a lot better than you think it's going to be. Maybe. Wendy Chu is pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
I'm taking Tony D'Angelo's team. Ooh. I'm taking Tony D'Angelo, Channing, Stacks, Lorenzo, and Troy, two dimes, Donovan. I don't know why I have I I went back and forth on this. I have literally no fucking idea. Uh, maybe it's because fucking Legato has a fucking yacht, and I was like, Tony D'Angelo will will love a yacht, but fuck it, I'm going with Tony D'Angelo's team with stacks and two dimes that Joe hates. Joe, uh, reading the stipulation, the losing team joins the winning team stable. Um. I don't think that three Guidos are going to join the Legato del, del Fantasma. Uh, I think that uh, it's more likely for the other three or four to join uh, Tony D'Angelo's team, even if they don't have a name yet. Damn. I don't like this. I'm going Tony D. Damn. I have the same thing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I tried to fuck with Chad earlier and say there's no way that Legato will lose because if they lose that also means they have to give up their yacht to tony d's team this doesn't um, make any sense they're all one team at the end regardless yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> but um the the real reason i'm picking tony d's team is because he's the the it's the newer 2.0 faction and that's, it's and it's 2.0 thank that's you chad that's my that's it's it that's what they do on nxt 2.0 wins Fuck yeah. All right. Since none of us have had any fucking differences yet, let's try and mix it up here. And uh, not have a difference. And not have any differences. All right. Joe, um, we're going to go with Pretty Deadly defending their what? NXT Tag Team Championships against the Creed Brothers. If Julian and Brutus lose, they leave Diamond Mine. You've been talking about it for weeks. Uh, they Diamond Mine is breaking up. This is the perfect opportunity for Julius and Brutus to break out on their own, get their own tag team name, probably just the Creeds because we're not great with tag team name, and Pretty Deadly just came over and won the titles. They're not losing them this soon. They're really The fans are loving them. Yes, boy. yes boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> Pretty Deadly retains. Dylan? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking a lot at the stipulation here. And I've been thinking about this one, and I had a gut feeling uh, actually a couple hours ago when I watched NXT or finished mm. it. Um, I don't think the Creed brothers are going to lose. Thank God. I picked, I was, I was, I was thinking one of you was going to fucking do it, but I don't think the Creed brothers are walking out as the NXT tag team championship Ooh, champions. Huh? Now, obviously, I'm not, obviously, I'm not predicting a, I'm not, I'm predicting the Creed's. But I don't think they're. I I don't. I th- I'm pretty sure Pretty Deadly is still going to be the champs afterwards. But that's beside the point. That's not what we predict here. We just predict winners and losers. I predict the Creeds will win the match. Doesn't matter how they do it. Chad, Wick, ah, fuck that. Um, fuck that. I'm going with the Pretty Deadly boys because you know, yes boy, yes boy. Um, it I pains that, me, by the way, to pick the creeds that are pretty deadly. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm totally with Joe here. I think that the creeds are going to strike out on their own here with Ivy Nile, and I think Roger Strong and maybe David Kemp will do their own thing. Maybe Roger Strong will just do his own thing. You know, here's what I think is going to happen: is that they stay in Diamond Mine and they kick 
Roddy out. That could also totally happen. It's four against one. I I think Damon Kemp's on Roddy's side. I doubt it. I don't know. I I have no idea how that's going to go with this whole thing. And I almost picked this without looking at the stipulation. I almost only care about the fact that Pretty Deadly barely has held the titles. They've defended it once. I don't think they're going to lose it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose it. I'm picking Pretty Deadly here. It's going to be Creed's by DQ. We'll see. Everybody know. Um, I'll go next. Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. Why do you guys have Braun Breaker? (laughs) Why do you guys have Braun Breaker? I can't see him winning to this weirdo loser Joe Gacy. You mean losing? I can't see him losing. Yeah, I can't see him losing to uh, Joe Gacy. And more specifically... While I could actually see it happening, wishful thinking says I don't have to watch Joe Gacy as the champ every week. Yeah, because fuck yeah. that. That his his character is so bad right now. I didn't think his character could get worse than his PC police character. His cringy ass. I would PC rather have him back. Yeah, this is just bad. So wishful thinking has me going with Brown Breaker retaining. I am. Same. The stipulation here is that if Bright Breaker gets disqualified, he loses the title. I think that the whole plot of this match is going to be Joe Gacy trying to get Breaker disqualified. It's not going to work. And it's not going to work. And Breaker's going to just win. And I hope that Goldberg Jr. wins this match um, because Joe Gacy fucking sucks as a character. I don't think he's a terrible wrestler. I just... This fucking... I have two druids doing their fucking shit character fucking sucks. PC police was better. I miss Harland almost compared to these two fucking druids. Um, so who do you have winning this match? I have Braun Breaker winning this match. So not Braun um, Steiner. I have Braun uh, Goldberg Jr. I have Goldberg Jr. winning this match. Okay. Yeah, I have the same thing. That's the only thing that makes sense. Easy. This is easy. No way that Joe Gacy wins. Um, Joe. So uh, the last match is, wow, the last match is Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. Trick Williams will be there accompanying Carmelo to the ring, and it's a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Who do you have, to, Chad? All right. So I think it's fitting that we chose this as the last match to predict because it is the uh, the the match that's featured on the on the poster for the card. Uh, not the Braun Breaker match. Instead, it's Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. I think this has a a very good chance of being a fucking barn burner yeah. of a match. Um, I've said it once already, and I'm going to say it again. If, and I think that Carmelo Hayes, as good as he is, is destined to move up here soon. And I think that Cameron Grimes is going to face Solo Sokoa. I think that will be a better match. So I think that since Solo Sokoa has next and they've already built the storyline in, Cameron Grimes has to retain. I'm taking Cameron Grimes to beat Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, The story is already there for Solo and and Cameron. I think that is going to be a great match. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Carmelo is getting a call up soon, but I do think that his time in the... North American Championship picture will be over after this. I also have Grimes. Cool. So we, all of us have all same all same six. 
No, I have the creeds. Oh, yeah, you were dumb about that. I forgot. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> All right. Who do you have in the Carmelo Hayes match there, Dylan? He just said he also. I have, ca- I have Cameron oh. Grimes. Oh, fuck. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God, dude. All right. We, we need to get the fuck over with this. This is so long. Um, okay. What are your props, Bill- Dylan? Instead of uh, that match, let's talk about who do you have for blood and appearance? We're not uh, doing props for the weekend. We're doing props for both. Props for both. Okay. But tiebreaker is only for... Yeah, I got you. Second night. The second night. Um, I'll take breaker for blood. And do we have the names for the druids? No, unfo- I want to do the same thing. But Could we don't I pick have names. Druid number one? No, no. Um, all right, then I guess I will pick shit. Uh, <laughs> um, I should have thought about this. I'm going to pick Roderick Strong. Damn. Okay. Actually, no. Can I switch? Yes. Yes. I'm going to pick. Okay. I'm going to pick Ivy Nile. Okay. Okay, Joe. All right, then I'm going with my original pick of Roderick Strong. Uh, and for blood, I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, Santos Escobar. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, for my blood, I'm gonna go with someone who bleeds every fucking time, and he's in a big match. I'm going with Cameron Grimes. Because he bleeds like every fucking match. Fuck, you are so right, dude. I forgot about that. He bleeds like every fucking match. Um, and then for my appearance, I'm going with the same match. I'm going with Solo Sokoa to make like a backstage or like a post-match uh, appearance. That was my solid backup choice. Dude. Solid I'm going choice. with Solo Sokoa. That was going to be mine choice. if Dylan kept Roderick. Cool. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. All right, fuck yeah. Let's get into Hell in a Cell predictions. All right, sweet. Let's start right now. Match I'm least excited for. Cody Rhodes. Ver- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, for real, though, uh, let's uh, two-on-one handicap match. Bobby Lashley versus Omas and MVP. What the fuck? Who do you guys have and why? Joe? Damn. <laughs> Uh, I this don't is care. actually kind of tough. Yeah, I don't I actually care. Uh, half of me thinks that Bobby Lashley could uh, pull out the old, uh, you know, pull out ahead. But I, I think Omas and MVP. I couldn't think of the words. It's late. I think Omas and MVP will uh, will win. I don't know why. I think that MVP will use a weapon or something again. Uh, I hate it, but I think Omas is still getting this push. Omas is getting a huge push. Whoa. Oh, fuck. He's getting fired. Shit. <laughs> um, when's the last time you saw a two-on-one handicap match where the one didn't win? You know? Uh, I can't remember any. Was it Austin Theory and The Miz versus, uh, versus Mustafa Ali a couple yeah. weeks ago? Miz won. Mi- yeah. Maybe. Yes. The yeah, Miz the won that match. <laughs> the two won. Okay. That's yeah. the last line I can. I, that's on pay per view. But on pay per view, that's a raw match. I, this I is pay per view. I, I understand what you're saying, which is why I thought uh, Bobby Lashley could pull out the win, and that's why I'm like 50 50. So I just went with uh, 
MVP being a dick and somehow winning. I'm taking the opposite here. I think that they still have Bobby Lashley as like a top three face on the card. And I'm taking Bobby Lashley here. Also, it's a two-on-one handicap match. He's probably going to pin MVP to make Omos look over. Exactly. I think I'm, I think Bobby Lashley wins this match. That's exactly why I have Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah. The one always wins against the two on pay-per-view. Yeah, you're it's right. Just... You're right. It's not a good predict. And I wish I hadn't made it, but I did. So. But, hey, you know what? You're probably going to end up being right because, well. Dylan's the fucking worst this game. You're <laughs> listening to the three dumbest people on our predictions contest from last Sunday. So we are the absolute worst. Take that with oh, a grain of salt. Cause my, was I changed worst. just to make a chance of winning. That's the only reason I finished as low as I did. My original predictions would have been second. No, AEW was the worst this past week. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to announce the match. I'm next least excited for, and it's, uh, Theory defending the United States Championship against Mustafa Ali. Who do you have and why? Dylan, go. I hate this. I hate this so much because I haven't picked. So I technically picked the Creeds, but I don't think they're going to win the titles. So I technically have not picked the championship to change hands yet. Mm-hmm. And there's only two left. There's this one and the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. And whatever the fuck else SmackDown decides to add to this Raw yeah. everything pay-per-view. Premium <clears throat> premium live event. Um, so I'm I might as well just stick with what I've been like. I said way earlier on the show that I'm making these predictions on the fly. I might as well just stick with what I've been doing and just go with theory. Oh, I hate it though, but I guess it makes sense because I th- I think it makes sense for my heel face breakdown here. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go with theory. I like it. I'm going with theory to retain. Joe, uh, I knew this. I I predicted this way back on Monday that Mustafa <laughs> Ali was going to uh was going to pick up the win here. Ooh, but not back in August. Not back in August because yeah I don't know why. Be- because this wasn't a thing. Uh, and Austin Theory was in NXT. <laughs> Mustafa yeah. Ali almost, almost didn't have a job back in August. Yeah, so basically, um, Austin Theory did the cowardly heel thing and attacked him with a weapon so that he would purposely lose the match at, but not lose the title. And uh, Adam Pierce came out and said, nope, there's going to be an actual match on Sunday. What is it, no DQ? It's just a normal match. It's regular, just a normal match. It's a regular ass match. Ass match. Um, nice. Thank but you. But yeah, I think that that the whole reason the segment happened on uh, on Monday was because Mustafa Ali is going to be winning. Wow. Interesting. I might be alone here. I think you are. Yeah, I'm going. Theory's title run has not been long enough for a person they're trying to push this long this early. They're they're one. They're putting the U.S. title on pay per view, which is He's important. the youngest United States Championship. Yeah, cha- and this champion whole, like, of all time. This whole like no, no, no. Vince McMahon that. push is important. This whole Vince McMahon push is important. What if Vince turns on him this weekend? Though? No, no, Vince, not Vince? for Mustafa Ali. Vince? Not for Mustafa. Maybe Ali, for John Cena. Yeah, like there's no way. <laughs> so 
I'm taking theory here. I don't think a title runs ending that soon. That's the main reason I'm picking theory. I just, I, I think there will be some shenanigans involved here, like a disqualification. And theory will win. I, I don't think there will be a disqualification on a pay per view for the United States Championship. No, but uh, Damon Priest made that very regular. So who knows? Mm. I'm picking theory. Okay, Joe, good pick. I, uh, the next match. Uh, I'll go with a another singles match. Uh, the last regular match in the night. It is uh, Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens for absolutely nothing, except that they don't like each other. Other than pride, Chad, Kevin Owens. Yep, he's not he's not losing back to back pay per view matches, especially not losing to, to Ezekiel here. Kevin Owens. Oh, mine was strictly a heel face breakdown in my predictions. Um, I don't give a fuck about heel face breakdowns. There's no way that Kevin Owens, after losing to Stone Cold in a good match at Mania, is losing to fucking Ezekiel. They have uh, to keep Kevin Owens relevant. Kevin Owens. I, I could see it go either way, but I'll go with I Kevin mean, Owens. Well. Okay, so we're all on Owens. Yeah. All right. The, the next one I'm going to go with is a three-on-three mixed tag team match. You have Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus the Judgment Day of Damian Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley. Dylan? I think this is the easiest match on the card. Actually, second okay. easy. No. Okay. Let me look at the card again. Second easiest match? This is one of the easier matches on the card. Okay. Who do you have? I'm going with the Judgment Day. Okay. Why? So... Uh... So easy. What did we just watch? That Raw. There was no. Shh. Oh, I just watched fucking double or nothing, dude. Seven. We just watched double or nothing, where the anarchy in the arena match had the winner come out on top. That was the team that was an actual fucking stable versus a team that was just thrown together. And I can get down with that logic. And in this match, you have the Judgment Day, legitimate fucking stable versus Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan, who they all they do is just too sweet each other and finger each other's fingers. So I'd finger your mom's fingers. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> I'm going with the Judgment Day. All right. I hope I'm alone because on this because I think they're going to win. No, I think they're I I. I believe in this one, and this is what's going to help me win. Unless you guys both pick Judgment Joe. Day. I, I was pretty conflicted on this. I don't think it's the second easiest match on the card. I mean, the easiest match is going to be the main event. No. No. <laughs> it's so hard. Are you kidding me? Uh, That's what she said. <laughs> I I could definitely see this, this uh, team breaking down. At the end of this, I don't know who's going to turn on who, but uh, someone's going to join the Judgment Day, probably. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, I think... Whoa! Whoa! I think Judgment Day comes out on top. Yeah, I also... I have the Judgment Day as well. Oh, fuck um, you guys. I want... My main reason is because on Raw this week, Liv Morgan got a big pinfall over Rhea Ripley, and... Uh, AJ and Finn and Lee and Liv got a big like they were on top on Raw of Liv. They were on top and Rhea and Damian were on the mat. The bottom. Um, 
just laying there and edge was nowhere to be seen like a fish they were flopping like a fish <laughs> um but i'm thinking the judgment day as well i i don't think this is that difficult i i have the, that's actually the first one i wrote on my predictions is like the first one i picked it's the it's one of the easier ones i think it's pretty easy the judgment day is one in the pay-per-view match all right nice end time and uh props to yeah you're welcome <laughs> take them if you want i didn't see it damn it there there they are <laughs> flop like a fish <laughs> anyway next match uh, next match is the easiest card i could have told you who was going to win this back in august yes <laughs> i actually think bianca belair uh, oh i forgot about that is match. it is it that match yeah it's bianca belair um Oscar and Becky. I actually wasn't gonna say this because I forgot about it, but then Chad I'll take Bianca Belair. Yeah, same. I will take let's see, any mini mini Bianca Belair. I was gonna say it's a triple tret, Joe. You gotta know the rules to a triple tret. When you say when you try an Irish accent, you sound like someone with a speech impediment, not an accent. <laughs> That's it's just how she tre- says it. She says no, triple tret like that. <laughs> but, the, but then you continue like, you have to know the rules to a triple twet, Joe. <laughs> That's not an Irish accent. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Did we all pick Bianca? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I think it's your turn for the next. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh god! <laughs> Did somebody try to say it in an Irish accent? Because I can't. No, no. no, please don't even try. <laughs> oh god, Jesus Christ! Fucking Jesus Christ Almighty! All right, triple threat. The main event of this pay-per-view is clearly going to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins in the only Hell in a Cell match on the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view card. Because why not? Because fuck it. You know, let's not maintain tradition or like make it interesting or anything. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Who do you have and why? I'll go first. Um, I'm going to pick Cody till he loses. Uh, since since he just fucked me on the last one and, and he won that one. So I'm going to pick Cody till he loses. He's probably going to lose this one, but I'll take him here. Cody till he loses. I uh, I said it last time, and I'll say it again. Cody Rhodes is white hot right now, and he is going to win. Whoa, white hot? That's racist. No, that's that's <laughs> the color. Things turn when they get super hot. Red hot, maybe? I thought it was blue. Sometimes it depends on it depends on the material, honestly. Um, Cody Rhodes is white hot right now, and it's not racist because Cody Rhodes ended racism. Stupid. <laughs> uh, uh, he's white hot. He's going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, and I don't think that a loss right now would be good for the storyline. It's also not keeping with WWE booking tradition. I d- it's weird. I wouldn't normally say that someone's going to win a third pay-per-view match in a row, but right now I am. 
He's just different. No, it's He's not just even just different. A match. It's, it's the fact that it's a third match, a rubber match. If you're uh, also a premium a live event. True. Yeah. Cody Rhodes hasn't done me wrong yet. When I picked him as a uh, unknown. And when I picked him last pay-per-view and when I picked him most of the time during AEW pay-per-views, it, it just doesn't do me wrong. I'm going to keep going. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Keep doing to- Cody Rhodes, dude. Cody Rhodes. Cool. So we're uh, we're all on Cody Rhodes, and we all have most of the same predictions. So I guess we should do some prop bets and hope hope that we have some differences. Uh, yeah, we should probably. I really hope so. Uh, I so think I'll, ask... I'll go first on I'll go first on prop bets. Yeah, I was I... gonna say who on the card, not on the appearance on the card, will make an appearance because I already know your answer. So you showed me who on the card will make an appearance. I have Cedric Alexander. Are you fucking kidding me? Because he's gonna show up. I didn't even see that. I made my predictions like as you guys were talking, and that's who I chose. So we both have Cedric Alexander, and Joe has who? No, Joe hasn't picked yet. Joe's looking at the card as we speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not my prediction, but I saw, uh, I saw an article before about who could show up at the pay per view, uh, and. They were saying that Elias could come to interfere in the Ezekiel and Kevin Owens match, and I was like, <laughs> "That's funny." Um, I would like to see them try. I'm gonna. Is anyone not taking Cody for blood? Oh, I'm taking Cody for blood. That's a hundred percent. I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm taking Cody for blood too. By the way. Okay. But, yeah, it's kind of stupid. Um. Damn, can I get some Jeopardy music here, Dylan? I'm just going to cut all this. Yeah, it's fine. I know what I want to say. I'm going to go with Tommaso Ciampa. That's not what I wanted to say. But You mean Ciampa? Sure. All right. Um, Real quick, end times. I have 1036. 1107. Woof. I have 1054. I think they're going to add a match. It's going to go over 11. Okay. 11.07. Who wins? I just want Alex to lose. Yeah, I really <laughs> just want Alex to lose. I want to win my belt back. I would also really appreciate it if like the three of us didn't get the bottom three. But Well, we have all the same predictions, so we all go down <laughs> Except for the creeds. The creeds is like the only thing, but like... <laughs> yeah. We're fucked, right? <laughs> right. Can I tell you who I wanted to say? Who'd you want Bray to say? Wyatt. I wanted to say Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I, I want to say his tweet. Too. I saw his tweet. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. He's showing up on Monday Night Raw. Bray Wyatt at this week. Disappointed that never the this... rumor mill is that if he does resign with WWE, he would show up on Monday. Yeah, but he said six six, which is Monday. Which is Monday. Six six twenty two is Monday. Oh, oh fuck me to tears. It's okay. Monday. I'm glad I didn't say Bray I'm Wyatt. Tuning, I'm tuning the fuck in for that, especially since I'll be home alone. Leslie's going home for a couple weeks. I'm so excited. Well, if if he does show up at Hell in a Cell, uh, you guys weren't listening, but I said uh, that Bray Wyatt's never disappointed us at Hell in a Cell before. So That's true. That's pretty cool. Except that one time. Except for every um, time. <laughs> every time the one time. No, he was good in uh, Hell in a Cell versus Roman Reigns. I don't remember that. I don't remember. Or, that. Maybe he I faced. Remember, uh, I think I. Uh, it, yeah. The 
Wyatt family when uh, Brian Dan- Daniel Bryan, I guess, was uh, was in the Wyatt family. I don't remember. I think that was a Hell in a Cell. I'm match. pretty sure there's been at least one other Hell in a Cell match with Bray Wyatt in it, though. It might have been a other than the one that we hate with a passion. But I remember Daniel Bryan being in a uh, in like a jumpsuit in the Wyatt family. That was a cage. Okay, I think. (laughs) There's no way I know one. There really Uh, isn't. Um, Chad, did Dylan tell you we watched the best uh, Hell in a Cell match ever before the pay per view on Sunday? Oh, we did. No, it's a CM Punk Hell in a Cell match. I don't even remember that. It was CM Punk versus Ryback, dude. No, shut the fuck door. It was <laughs> so good. I bet. I bet it was not good. Ryback is so good, dude. Ryback feed him more. Dicks. Feed, feed him, him more. dicks. Way more. <laughs> it is Pride Month. Just constant dicks. Endless amounts of dicks. All right. I gotta fucking close <laughs> out. I had to go to that place in about four hours, uh, or wake up to go to that place in about four hours. Okay. Uh. Next week, we're going to have our beer ratings from NXT in your house and Hell in a Cell. The predictions will be combined uh, with one tiebreaker for at the end of Hell in a Cell. So hopefully new champ, one of us three, really just hopefully new champ, just not Alex. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, the fallout from those two premium live events as well as the continued build towards forbidden door as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod we have been the drunk dudes dylan joe and chad we'll check you on and we'll catch you on down the road Yeah.